are episode nine, Badass Records, Jason Prophet. Uh, what the fuck is up? In the place to be, coming on the mic is motherfucking Jason motherfucking P. I had to do that. I love it. I wanted to do this last episode, but I forgot. Just a little Zappa shout out. I like it. Big mothers of invention. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, so um, he, um, you know, <laughs> funny story. Uh, about fifty percent of guests booked mm-hmm. have like bailed because. Well, yeah, you said you were having yeah problems with people doing it. Well, I mean, and so asking you to come an hour late, I was like, hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, so, like I said, I was so jazzed about doing nice. this. I slated the whole day for it. But I had um uh I had somebody bail and then and wait, at one point I had two people in a row that had picked mm-hmm. different three eleven records. So yeah. how so how weird was my uh we'll we'll cult? get to, we'll get okay. to yours. Okay, okay. Um but I was like hmm, I you two episodes in a row talking about three okay cool uh and then the one dude bailed uh so then it was just one and then my the last of the dude that came tuesday um followed a, a dude that picked a beatles record and he picked a, Be- a beatles record <laughs> and i was like oh well two back-to-back beatles records is clearly an upgrade over back-to-back 311 records i will say getting off on a kind of a tangent that's what we. That's what we're gonna do a lot of. Three Eleven fans are the friendliest people. They are, yeah. They're right up there with Dave Matthews Band fans. <laughs> they got their cargo shirts on and they're gigging around. Yeah. The moment they started off the concert that I did actually go. I have a friend that I used to work at Tipsy's with. Oh yeah. Liquor store. Huge Three Eleven uh-huh. fan. So mm-hmm. we went to see them at the Granada in Lawrence. Oh, when? Oh, this is easily. Nine, ten years ago. I bet that was probably pretty fun. It, it was. Okay. We were clearly the oldest people <laughs> in the theater. Are you guys our safe ride? <laughs> we are not. So they start the show off with Beautiful Disaster. Mm, okay. And it was like, it was wa- like watching a movie. It was a wave of marijuana smoke that just, and it was like hanging out with Snoop Dogg. It was like pass mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. down the road, just lit joints, yeah. just going. I'm going. I am going to die. Yeah. So, <laughs> but they are friendly. Yeah. So he. So the. So the episode seven chose the white album, and then this dude chooses Sergeant Pepper's, which blew my mind. Blew my mind. That's an interesting choice. <clears throat> so we were whatever. I don't know. An hour and a half in, and we start. I'm like, man, I just can't even believe. And he's like, well, you asked me to pick what the world believes is the greatest album of all time and i was like no i didn't mm. i asked you and he's like oh well then that's not my album at all i'm like <laughs> well okay yeah um so it, what freak out mothers of invention and oh. i was like that shit is super duper bananas i mean <laughs> yeah. uh and uh mccartney actually said that sergeant that, that freak out was the inspiration for sergeant peppers oh and I, I mentioned a couple Zappa quotes, uh, basically like kind of shitting on the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if you want to talk about 
a band and talent and like I'll I'll choose the monkeys over the Beatles. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, but he he mostly just hated how commercialized. You know, so you have yeah. to. I gotta I gotta actually just very and they were average musicians at best. Well, yeah, I mean, I I'm certain there's plenty of people that that would debate you on that out there, but. Um, this quote, man, uh, I didn't hate them. I actually liked two or three of their songs. I just thought they were ridiculous. What was so disgusting was the way, uh, they were con- consumed and merchandised. No music has succeeded in America unless it was accompanied by something to wear, something to dance to, or a hairdo. <laughs> a phenomenon is not going to occur unless you can dress it up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that sounds just like something Frank Zappa would say. Yeah, absolutely. But what is your favorite? Uh, Zappa album. Oh my God, it's J- Joe's Garage, which is that's where I go back and forth between Joe's Garage and Chic Your Booty. Okay, that, that it, it, Chic was my favorite when I was green, when I was new. Right, I hadn't spent any time with Joe's yet, but so you're you know the Central Scrutinizer. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I mean I I don't I have talked about it as recently as last episode but i mean it to me is like just a fucking masterpiece i mean oh all the just introspection into uh i mean commercializing music like garage band whose mom wants them to turn it down and they sign a label and it destroys them and then all of that affects their personal lives right. and then he caps it off with these just monster gorgeous gorgeous ballads to close act three and it's just like Dude, yeah, he's he but, is amazing. I mean, I was really Bobby Brown goes down from Chic Your Be. Hey there, people. I mean that one. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I want a tiny little Jewish princess. Yes. I actually, I don't know why, but the lyric "a grinder, a bumper" with a pre moistened dumper hit me when I was in the shower. <laughs> Three days ago. Oh, nice. I could nice. not. I was like, why did that jump in my head? I want a tiny little Jewish princess with overworked gums who squeaks when she comes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what you want? All right. I mean, she's out there. Go find her. Um, but uh, uh, Overnight Sensation and Apostrophe, Shake Your Booty, um, Weasels Rip My Flesh. Yeah. Um, there's a couple others that five or six, um, including Joe's right. for me are the, the wheel, like the mothers of invention stuff. I'm like, that's, I can't, I can't get through that. It's, um, and then, you know, I mean the eight, a lot of the eighties shit, like he fucking put his guitar down he was just composing and produce and generating like not only on an idea level, shit that was out of this world but on a on a technical production level yeah i mean he was light years ahead of people oh yeah and it was just like no wonder he fucking put out 65 records or whatever it was and that's hardly even it's, looking at the live stuff that it's he insane and you know i was thinking about this in the shower today <laughs> um the so when i i've got a list of like 90 songs that mm-hmm. you know this kind of took 13, 14 months from inception to mm. go live for episode one. Mm. And it, for a lot of that time, I would just, if I would hear a cool, a song that had a little 
you know, line or a riff in it that sounded groovy, right. I would make a note of it because I wanted to do uh, unique intro audio and outro audio for each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, fucking it, my brain doesn't know how this works, but I'm aware that it is a thing that exists. It, all you have to do is upload something into YouTube and it can, nope, there's copyright shit in there. Oh, and it gets okay. flagged. So of eight episodes, I think six have copyright claims on them. Okay. And um, it, for some of them, it's because I think like I, I put it, I, I think maybe 10 seconds is mm. the. That's the cutoff. I think. Okay. Um, so what I was doing was like, you know, plopping 10 seconds at the beginning of this one song and 10 seconds of, you know, at the end. Right. And then I figured that I figured out how to like cut them. So I would find, you know, kind of the like 16 seconds that I want and like just splice shit out. And it's, it's uh, very obvious. It sounds horrible, um, but I don't give a fuck. I'm right. more interested in this content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually ended or put um, a little, we talked about a little green Rosetta from Joe's, oh, yeah, which yeah. is like the title track, Joe's garage, you know, the, the garage band that it all falls apart. Right. But a little green Rosetta is, I mean, it's where a failed music, you, your job. I can see the look on your face and that's exactly what's going through my head. What? Just your, the, for that, for that song just it's it's so so this dude who had all this promise and talent that was part of this band now his job is to squeeze a little green flower on a muffin as it goes by on a conveyor (laughs) (laughs) so um we talked about that and that just i mean it's the 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 song portion is great but then there then there's like i don't know four three or four little vignettes where he's like uh, and now we're going to do in the third world where, uh, you know, the kerosene generator sometimes runs out of fuel in the middle of the jam and they're, they do. And then all the, the musicians <laughs> like they, you know, um, so I took like four or five snippets of, uh, green Rosetta and kind of just mashed them into this right. awful sounding thing. And I was like, whatever I'm done. <laughs> and I noticed, I always, I'll say, copyright disclaimer i don't own this you know these are samples from these songs from this album you know that was put out by this label um and i saw when i went to joe's garage there's a whole lot more verbiage than any other artist i've seen it's like exclusive you know just making sure which to the what i was thinking about in the shower is like the fucking zappa family zappa family trust like grinds my gears sometimes and it's like I get it because yeah. they were very savvy and they were like, this man produced like, you know, a dump truck full of material across his lifetime. And we need That's to, amazing. we need, we need to protect it. Yeah. But it's like, I'm, I'm paying homage here and I, and I didn't yeah. take 10 straight seconds, you know? So, I mean, and it, it got flagged. And it's stuff that you would have to be almost a fan to realize what's, what, what it is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's a lot of funny things over the years I've come across where it's like, oh well, this isn't happening or this is is happening because the trust the family trust says so, and right. it's like, all right, man. I mean, we're like continuously honoring his legacy. Like, yeah. I have you know 
who knows how many cassette tapes and vinyl and I've, you know, I pay for a streaming subscription. So there's not a way for me to like give you more money as a consumer of your product than I already am or have. So like, you know, and I'm sure that the technology, you can't, the technology is not going to go, Oh, I had a good heart. Right. We'll we'll let that one slide. Uh, But so what it looks like is um, it's like, you have to meet all these criteria on YouTube and able to be offered the opportunity to monetize. Oh, okay. You don't, you don't just to get upload and then money starts coming in. It's all (laughs) this shit. Um, so I think it means nothing because I'm so, you know, brand new and there's like very few views and followers and what all. So, but if it got to a point where, my stuff i qualify and then i am generating some kind of ad whatever okay i think it it goes to that copyright claim and says this episode you don't get the money for because you know which whatever i don't give a shit i'm not doing this for money no no correct but but what i really don't want is and i'm glad that so far it's working out would be for them to take it down like if i do if i do a three-hour episode that's somebody's job to sit there, I, I picture those things in like one of the Matrix movies. Yeah. You know those things that are chasing the, the Nebuchadnezzar uh, Sentinels. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I think of whenever I hear the copyright ghouls at exactly. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I think you can appeal, but I, I don't think people are very successful with uh, you know, not hardly. So, which is just another dude going, nope, yeah, nope. Um, but yeah, man, the fucking green Rosetta. <laughs> <laughs> And he just, I mean, uh, and, and this is, this is actually how I sampled that track. I really, I appreciate this so much mm-hmm. as just one nuance in one Frank Zappa song, you know, he, um, opens and he's like a little green Rosetta and then he, you know, just changes his inflection mm-hmm. and says the same words and it, it makes it sound like a whole, like you're driving two different cars. Right. It's so fucking, then, you know, they go, little green rosy tea, it's really, really meaty. I'm like, you're the best. He just kind of Jackson Pollock's oh, he's, his lyrics. I, mean, I, I know, but but he knows like yeah, where oh. every drop oh, and yeah. what tube each drop came from and who's holding what brush and if they had too many beers last night. Correct. And you're, I mean, I think it was pretty hard to stay in his good graces. Um, yeah, but have you, uh, have you ever like YouTube rabbit hole interviews with him? Uh, yeah, I did one night and I, it was four hours later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you probably just scratched the surface. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's one, uh, he, I mean, he's smoking in most of them, but yeah. there's one where he's already been sick for a while and he's just got his Winston's and the gal is like, Frank, you're dying of cancer. And he's like, I see cigarettes as a food group, and right now tobacco is my favorite food group. Next question, you know, she's just like, "What do you?" And then when he goes to when he went to Congress on the the oh yeah the RMC uh, RCMP yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, like all those politicians were like, "How come nobody told us this is what was going to go on today?" <laughs> they just look like fucking morons because yeah. he's just like you know, got his pile of papers and yeah. like, not that he even needs them. Yeah, it's all he, crystal. Yeah. He has nothing. He has no problem. John Denver and D Snyder are like what he said. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, <clears throat> uh, where were you born? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. No shit. Yep. 
It's still a family there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Tons of family. Uh, we moved up. We moved here, like, almost right after. Uh, it was during the race riots in 71 or 72 uh, when my parents got here. We lived down on Troost. Uh-huh. And there was tanks lined up. From what my mom said, my dad said he people used there was a time where it was pretty common to see folks on their porch with just fucking yeah. rifles, yeah, you know, just seeing what's up, like, yeah. So, yeah, I was born there and then we moved up here almost immediately because my father is a neurologist, okay, and he was doing his residency at KU, nice, so very nice. That's the uh. This would also, if I want, do you know the song Fee by Fish? It, I'm sure I've heard um, it. Whoa, oh, Fee. Okay. It, he sings all of the verses. <laughs> Through and, the yeah, megaphone. Yeah, and then puts it down. Um, <laughs> but they have a song called uh, Susie Greenberg, um, and it's just a silly little, like, dance, mm. poppy, upbeat energy kind of number that they really turn into. My my youngest sister was at the show, the last show they played here, uh, and they, they, they really huge couple three keyboard mm-hmm. solos in that song and and page has like i mean he's surrounded and he's got like three different organs i mean he's got so many options yeah. that he can go you know he can really just jazz on his baby grand and and make you get down he can right. get on the clav and get all work work right. you know but the the during the one of those solos during Susie Greenberg, the place was going bananas and our right. little group of people. And my sister turns around and she was like, you didn't tell me that fish shows were like big dance parties. I'm like, why the <laughs> fuck do you think I come? That's it. Like, <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but in Susie Greenberg, she's this crazy girl that somebody probably loves. And, uh, in the refrain, they say, uh, says she wants to be a sociologist, but she better first get checked by a neurologist. <laughs> <laughs> She had a, sm- a smart, smart fella for an old man. Yeah. And is he still around? Uh, yeah. No, he, he lives uh, down in Austin, Texas. Oh. He's, you know, he's 77, so okay. he's getting to that age yeah. where he's all he does is play golf anymore. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, folks still together? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no that, was, that ship sailed a long time Just ago. Just going to say that. Yeah. He could not stop fucking other women. So. Oh, okay. All so, right. I mean, uh, hopefully he's slowed down now. I mean, I mean, but if his junk still works, then why? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess. <laughs> and keep on, keep on keeping on, Dad. <laughs> um, man. Uh, so, siblings. Uh, a sister and a stepsister. Okay. From uh, the, from my mom when she got remarried. Okay. Yeah. Um, and where where's mom? She lives in Prairie Village. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so your sister lives. She lives in Rich Hill, Missouri. They okay, moved, they moved Amish, out. Amish country. Yeah, Mennonites. Yeah. Um, and is she younger? Yeah, by she's forty. It's four year difference. Yeah, so she's forty seven. Okay, I'll be fifty one next weekend. So. Oh shit! Yeah, well, happy <laughs> birthday early. Thank you. Uh, I feel like there's probably a cold one and some wings at Lou's. On the docket at some point. I would hope so. Or outdoor <laughs> beverages. Oh, yeah. Um, so did he, would, if if he was asked to put a one-line summary of why 
things would he say the exact same thing does he own no, it no oh. he's a huge narcissist oh so, okay yeah, so it, it would nothing is ever his fault everything is kind of as you do and i have to fight that because uh, you got it in you yeah yeah i can see it yeah so i have to it's yep. a constant battle <laughs> to not go everything's happening to me right it's like uh bill burr um when he talks about uh having you know uh white whatever evil and then yeah. he's like i got it in me too oh, like, yeah. i sometimes i feel creeping up and i gotta push it down yep that's why I, that's why i try to dress casual <laughs> I, put, I put on a suit and i'm like i yeah. don't want to take over some shit <laughs> yeah oh man so are you are you close you and your dad or um uh, no no okay we talk every now and then on the phone but right he's yeah, he's a douche. Oh, so, yeah, that's a bummer. He's a rich douche, which makes it kind of sad. Yeah, he's, he's got yeah, <laughs> he's got a place down in Cancun. Oh or, wow. Uh, well, I mean, if he's a neurologist, he's probably or it's not Cancun, it's Cabo. Okay, but yeah, I had uh, a one buddy and his family go to Cabo for spring break just a few weeks ago, and right. then my ex took our kids to Florida, and they were in Fort Lauderdale, right. and both of them simultaneously were like spring break has changed <laughs> there is so much skin out and i was like really neither one of you are sending me any pics how do i know <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen if you can't prove you know yeah. but uh i i can only imagine oh, yeah. no. just the way people dress walking around i'm like that's okay one, that's one of the only reasons i want to go and actually hang out at his villa or whatever he sends which he sends me pictures okay. all the time <laughs> Good job, Dad. Look look what you're not doing. Mm. Thanks, Dad. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, from the uh, distance between you and the subject of the photo, it looks like you're not doing it either. <laughs> uh, so how old were you when they split? Uh, Twelve. Okay. Um, Relatively young. Music in, in the house? When was he listening to music or mom listening to music or the radio on? or We, yeah, I think it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. <laughs> Which I love Earth, Wind, yeah. and Fire. It has some painful memories for me. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I bet. Um, but is is that just like alone, or was a lone memory, or was there typically music, or um, yeah, uh, more more for my mom okay. than my dad. Interesting. She, yeah, she was a big. I mean, she was a kid from the forties. Okay. Uh, so she she was around when the Beatlemania yeah, exploded, yeah. so obviously had all of their albums, but also like Earth, Wind, and Fire and Jim Croce. Oh and, wow, nice! Uh, the band, hell yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot the the dude and uh, from episode eight that was mm. on the car uh, on Grateful Dead tour at right. six when they were trying to interview him. He oh, so he he <coughs> he saw he came out and saw the Dead at Sandstone. And had a sheet of acid with him, and was just giving out doses. And then some, and then all the shows that he saw after, people would see the car and be like, "Oh, oh okay." And this one dude, uh, he was like, "Hey, man, you were so kind. You, I got to repay you." And he's like, "All right." And he put out his hand, and the dude just squeezed a, like a whole dropper of liquid into his hand. And he goes, "So anyway, the next day," and I was like, "What?" Well, you lost a day and he's like i yeah uh, uh, yes for that time and then there's some other things that i like but um 
So they're trying to interview him and he's like, and I don't know why, but I would only answer in my best Bob Dylan voice. <laughs> trying to understand. You have got some nerve to call me your friend. So they're trying to figure out how this 16 year old kid is like, you know, a day and a half distance from home in this car on tour and he's 16 and he'll only answer in Bob Dylan. What? But, um, man, that's hilarious. Uh, so mom had quite like a, a, an eclectic. Yeah. Like Billy Joel. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, that's when I got my first real love of stand up comedy because my parents and my, uh, aunt and uncle, on my dad's side, well, all went and saw him in concert. Who? Uh, Steve Martin. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So they had like three or four of his albums, and that's when I first got my love for stand-up comedy. Cool. Was very cool. I would stay up late at night and play him, and you know, hold a hairbrush in front of my mouth. And yeah. Say his yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got my first. Uh, I this tiny little thing. Uh, but I bought a Bobcat Goldthwait show and, uh, all I, the only reference I had was he's the guy from police Academy movies that kind of creeps me out a little bit. Um, and why, why is he talking? I don't know how to turn that off by the way. It just does it. Um, and why does he talk like that? Because I think now he's touring again, and I don't think he does the voice anymore. He does not do that anymore. Um, And, And he's actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, the one bit, if I, I mean, it would all come back to me if I listened to that show again, but the one bit I remember was, uh, how much he loves tab and he's like, there's, there's so much shit in here. You look at the ingredients, the see other can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah, I would do that constantly when I was younger. Richard Pryor album. Nice. uh, Red Fox. Oh man. Robin Williams. I would love to like spend some time. I've never, never even seen or heard two minutes worth of Steve Martin do stand up, but I've heard it's pretty great. His stuff back in 78, 79 when he wore the white suit, right. and Did the banjo thing. Yeah. Was just some of the best comedy I'd ever heard in my life. So do you, did you start listening to stand up comedy before music or yes. simultaneous? Okay. Before music. Wow. Uh, and then when I got into probably middle school, junior high is when I started really opening my ears sure. to music. Um, and how would you consume it? Um, you like, mean the, were you like buying tapes? Were you listening to the radio, st- hanging out with friends? Started out with albums. Okay. That oh, I would v- buy my vinyl. Own. Yeah. Nice. First money I ever earned doing chores. I bought uh Motley Cruz shout at the devil. And wow! Just went. <laughs> How did you land on that one? I don't know. Okay. I think it, because it, it looked scary. The front of the album yep. very, it had the big pentagram. Yep. Had the big pentagram on it, and uh, uh, but then, but then I I actually started listening to the music, yeah. and then went from ACDC on. Up. Nice. And then I would say, in high school, my older cousin Andy, uh, really turned my taste more eclectic. I started okay. listening to everything. Nice. Yeah. Um, my folks bought a place at 83rd and Lamar. Mm -hmm. I mean, Russell is one block west of Lamar. And there's a, at 83rd and Lamar is like a Jewish community temple. It's a, but that's where I went to kindergarten and then it closed. Um, but 
if you went the other direction on 83rd and hit Metcalf, there's a little shop strip of uh, shops. Okay. And there was a shop and go there. And it was like... I do remember that. Yeah, I mean, it was like the portal for my mind and like, you know, I could at some point ride my bike there. Um, I could get like a fucking fountain soda, uh, big, (laughs) some big league chew. Oh yeah. Um, and I, that's where my baseball card collection was born. Like I would, every time I could go, um, but one time my dad took me in there to buy, buy me some cards and, Mm -hmm. uh, um, there was a spiral notebook with kiss on the cover and oh. just each member and right. then kiss. And I was like, dad, when rock and, and roll was scary. And he was like, why? And I was like, I just want it. And then yeah. he got it for me and just, you know, the look of disgust. And I like never used it. I just like every once in a while I would take, <laughs> take it out and be like, I still don't know why I wanted this, but I'm kind of glad I have it. Cause it right. gives me some kind of connection to the, what you just said right. there's this potentially scary element in rock and roll i don't know if it's actually scary or just like alice cooper his stage shows back in the 70s were amazing you know decapitations yeah and, biting know. off the heads of bats or that was awesome. or, uh, right yes yes yeah, you're right Ozzy. you're right my bad but but still but, yeah. they were both figures Him in too, that yeah. yeah like uh, what's I, going on right now i never I never knew that you collected baseball cards. Uh huh. I got. Uh... Holy moly! Yeah, I don't have this. That I got a shoebox in this. Okay. And I, it lasted. I, I, you know, what I really loved, um, and and I would get these. I, I did. I still have them. Uh, Tops sticker albums. And I would get those at Shop and Go, and you could buy a pack of st- So each team had a page, uh, and it was right. like the shape of a diamond. And so the, if you got the catcher for the A's, it went down here. And then, you know, yeah. uh, and then at the end, it would have um, scenes from the previous postseason. Oh, wow. So you'd have like the uh, ALCS and the NLCS and the World Series. Huh. And um, I mean, I could, I could grab one of them, uh, the cover is gary carter in an expos uniform behind the plate oh wow it's fucking just an epic shot because i i loved gary carter like i was i knew like i'm gonna grow up and play a probably professional baseball for the royals you know but well them and i will have to figure out what position i'm gonna but it's not gonna be catcher (laughs) because no thanks so there was that was when there was like um there was like this kind of posse of just badass catchers Mm -hmm. like uh, him and uh, Terry Kennedy of the Padres. Um, and I mean, there are a few more, but uh, Johnny Bench. Johnny, fuck yeah, Johnny Bench. Um, but I loved that shit. Uh, and, and you're going to think this is weird, a kid from Texas. I have always collected hockey cards. Really? From day one. Those are the only card. And I have a book about the size of the one that you just showed me, full of hockey cards. Where? I, like they were just wherever you went, you could find. Yeah, because I wouldn't. I would. I don't. Uh, fl- I have a Guy Lafleur rookie card. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a picture of me as a small child sitting on my desk, and behind where I'm standing on the street, and it's cold out because I have a coat and a hat on, and you can see the venue sign behind me, and it's Fort Worth versus Dallas hockey, 
like AHL or something? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Saw my first hockey game when I was probably six. Damn. At the Fort Worth Coliseum. Okay. Fort Worth Chicken Hawks. It was back when, yeah, goalies didn't wear masks. I remember that and just fell in love. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, that there's there are many things about the world and the history of the human race that every every time I think about them, you know, I'm just like, what? The fact that goalies didn't wear masks and like it's still rel- like not so terribly long ago mm-hmm. uh, did that stop and or change for the first time and and one of the most uh, looked forward looked forward to uh, um, portion of the All Star Week weekend nowadays is the uh, slap shot contest. And they're putting oh 102s and 104s on the gun. And you know that, like, back when goalies didn't wear masks, it wasn't coming in that hot, but it was still coming in hot. It was still coming in hot. And I mean. I would play, I would, to this day, I would still play without my jock before I play without my mask. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then, 100%. so you go you go from the nothing to the Jason Voorhees. Yeah. It's like, how is, you're almost completely obstructing his vision. Yeah. And only this front surface oh, yeah. is protected. Like, you think the face is more important than the brain? You know, fucking uh, absolutely bananas. Yeah, I have a replica, one of those masks. Like, okay. Like one of the first ones that was made. I, I don't know how they played in those it's things. absolutely you have no shit. You have no periphery. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, loose puck. And I mean, any activity around the crease. Somebody tell me what's going on because yeah. I can't see anything. Yeah. And it, it is weird because, you know, uh, it's happened a couple times where my mask got knocked off. And it is really, for just a second, before the ref blows the play dead. It's terrifying. It's, re- it's terrifying, but it's also really freeing. Because bet, yeah. you can see everything. There's not, like, a hot thing yeah. pressed against your fucking yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Um I always, uh, I, I I couldn't tell you how many times this happened has happened, but uh, uh, skating out, you get, uh, like, However it happens, you wind up you lose a puck in your in your feet right. for a second, and and for a split second, you go, "Is this why everybody would, if prefer nothing but go with this as opposed to a cage?" Because that doesn't happen. And right. the answer to myself is always, I, "I doubt that it really makes that much of a difference. Maybe it does, but it seems." I think it. I think it does. Like cage, cage versus visor. Okay, I think okay. I, I think it makes a big difference. Okay, just as somebody who wore a mask right my entire well career. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you went there because uh, that that's how we know each other. Yes, is from I mean, um, we played together for oh I mean, my god, better part of twenty years. Yes, I can remember when you came over to us from the Hitman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh God, it's one of these dudes." I do, bags. yeah. I've heard they, I've heard those words come out of your mouth in the locker room many times. <laughs> and then, but and, we, and I'm coming into the door like, "Why would I come play with these fucking?" You know. <laughs> and then once you're in the room, you're like, "Well, because for context, our team and the Hitmen were bitter. I mean, bitter. It's like Red Sox, Yankees, rivals, you yes. know, uh, Lakers, Celtics, yes. Uh, and it was because you know. We were everybody else in the league that we played in was probably just a skosh better, 
So we you of in the battle of the shitty teams, you don't want to be the shittiest, <laughs> and you stand in the way of me, you know, uh, evading that title. <laughs> um, but um, man, so many. But then you end up being you, and right, like you're one of my favorite people right, in the whole world. <laughs> um, the, uh, weird because. Uh, I don't look back on the Hitmen as a group that I am not fond of. Right. But it was my first team. Sure. So that was all I had. And then moving on, it's like, oh, yeah, there's a couple odd ducks on that team. I mean, the guy, the, the guy captaining it, Vic Shank, uh, love him, but. Oh, uh, he's so fucking weird. Dude, he's got one of the, I haven't seen him in forever, but. He has, and I, I, I've seldom meet this kind of person. And whenever I do, I'm like, I need to get pen and paper and just start taking. <laughs> but he has this thing he does when you're talking to him one on one, face to face. He'll start trying to mouth the words that are coming out of your mouth. I've seen that before. And you're like, I just want to be like, you're never going to guess the words. Like, it, <laughs> I don't even know them until they're out there. This is not a but, script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, uh, I knew I learned all I need to know about Shank. I saw him at a Blades game, oddly enough, and he had a hockey jersey on, tucked he, in. He had it tucked into mm. his jeans, mm. and he had the sleeves rolled up to his elbows. I'm like, just wear a fucking t-shirt. That like, that is literally like the definition of a kind of person. Yes. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh. You know exactly who I'm in. Like if you would have seen him at that game <laughs> after knowing him for six years, you'd have been like. Makes total sense now. John John Candy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I knew I knew you. <laughs> I knew I knew you. Have <laughs> better luck playing, playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks. Those aren't pillows. Oh my god, I love that fucking movie. Oh, um, one of the best. I one mean, of the best buddy movies. And like, I I have always been a softie. This is not any. No, we're not opening any kind of Pandora's box. But I mean, I I like fucking cried at commercials when I was a kid. You know, I've always just. Uh, like it happened to me, but as I, when I got older, got older, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it got to a point where, uh, going to the movies with my mom and my sister, mm. um, I could always feel my sister looking at me trying to see, you know, see if I'm crying when you were going to cry. And then, you know, I, I would shield it a little bit and then she'd be like, are you crying? I'm like, should we shut the fuck up? Like, <laughs> God damn it. You know what a crying human looks like? Also, you've known me your whole life. I bet you could, you know, this happens. <laughs> I bet you can piece the two together. Um, but when um, when he realizes, when Steve Martin's character realizes. Sitting on the train. Yeah. And then, oh, my God, like, like goosebumps right now. But And then they, they bring him home to his house for Thanksgiving. Yes. And, um, you know, and the wife, Steve Martin's wife's character, like, just wholeheartedly oh, embraces absolutely. him. And he's like, I feel like I've known you, for, you know, my whole life. You know, right. The emotion of that whole sequence is amazing. Yeah. What snaps me out of it is that that sugary song that they're playing. Over yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it just, it just. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. I would be crying. Yeah, but you're playing that stupid um, fucking song. Uh, I will say that's uh, John Candy and Steve Martin in that buddy movie rivals Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Um, have you ever seen the movie Silver Streak? No. It it takes place on a train. You need to watch it. Okay. It's amazing. Uh, Wilder plays this author 
and he's going somewhere to do a talk somewhere and he gets mixed up in this murder thing gets tossed from the train while it's moving and happens upon Richard Pryor who is a car thief wow and they team up it's one of the best movies I've ever seen okay I highly recommend okay Um, and then right after that they off the success of that they did stir crazy okay and then uh hear hear no evil see no evil yeah i think i've seen that yeah um is uh is louis anderson the the is he part of the polka band in the planes trains and automobiles i think he is i mean and they're like speaking part but in the back of a fucking in that that cargo van (laughs) you know we had the big hit polka polka Uh, but him and Eugene Levy used to do that polka bit when oh, they were brothers. Yes. Um, Cabbage rolls and coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm, good. Yeah. Um, I mean, so many little nuances about that movie. Like when Steve Martin gets his hotel room and, and John Candy's like, how about $2 and a nice Casio? And the hotel clerk's, I think I'm going to have to say goodnight, sir. <laughs> it's just, you're just like, and he's oh. sitting out in that roofless car. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. How the hell does he know? <laughs> How the hell does he know where we're going? Yeah, I fucking love that song. Yes, uh, the, uh, the mess around. The mess around. He's got his coat caught up. <laughs> up there playing the piano Just, on the fucking dashboard. Oh my god! And then when they finally realize it, and they go right between the two semis, and for a quick second they turn into, into skeletons. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah. ah. <laughs> Oh, um, how the hell does he know where we're going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God! So, where? Okay, what made you interested in hockey cards? Having gone to that, did you go having, to that game first? Having gone to that game, yeah, that was my okay. first experience with hockey, and just loved it. And it would be—it it was on NBC back in the seventies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would just be on. There was no like. You know, buying the rights. To, yeah. You know, yeah. it was just on. All right, we we had a pause right there because we we and we're this is just how it goes. But right. I mean, Zoltan, Gothard, <laughs> or Gotthard. Gotthard. I mean, Hassan Yager. Um, Easily my favorite. That um, huge doughy vagina. I think it actually says that on his birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, like. It was so. I I know it didn't happen like this, but I remember, I got so used to, for a short period, seeing his minivan pull up and like the family would get out. Right. And it was like, you know, one week, and then the next week he's by himself, and I'm like, "Where's the crew?" And he's like, "Yeah, we're not a family anymore." And I was like, "Like, okay, Jesus." Um, and that's about as deep a look on the inside as, as he would give. Yeah, and and I was, I mean. Keep it there. Yeah, true. Okay, that's just how you handle and process information. And then there was another time where I was at QT uh, right before a game, and I was getting taquitos. And he saw me. He opened the door and saw me, and he goes, "You're going roller grill before a hockey game?" (laughs) And like all all the people shopping and part of the transaction, like turned and looked, and I was like, "Yeah, you need to shut the fuck up." Precisely, like oh my, who says that? What do you care? Are you going to be in charge of me vomiting or shitting my pants later? Yeah. Okay, then zip it. <laughs> um, but uh, 
there was a there was a really cool dude who was captain of the team when we were, we were the Canadians for a few seasons. I do remember that. Yeah, uh, I've still got all three. I think, uh, and they were like just different. I hated your the goalie on that team because every time they would, every time you guys would score, he would skate out into the at center ice and start high fiving everybody. Go to the bench and do that. You don't remember that? Oh, there was a bunk. We went through goalies like. I mean, I, I, every time I got scored on when we were playing you guys, I wanted to skate out there and punch him in the fucking throat. God. Um, but there, there was a guy, I want to say his name was just, no, I don't remember what his name was, but he was the captain. Was that Leighton? N- no, huh? no. Um, and, and he, he was only the captain for one season and then he moved to Texas. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Vic took over and Jason Lettinen came and he, like that, I like that dude. Anytime, yeah, good dude. anytime we had somebody for a minute that was a, a really good skater and a good player, uh, they were always uh, around for a very small amount of time, yeah. and then gone. And you, well, see, we had our murderers row of really good skaters that were there, but you know, for the blink of an eye, right, right. Um, so Jake, Jake Watson came from that. Uh, we had this one guy who Jim, we had big Jim who was like a career oh. uh, hotel chef. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, y- you know, that those skates don't move themselves, right? You got to put a little something in there. I mean, I, I would seriously just sit there and watch him and he won't, he always wanted to fucking play forward. I'm like <laughs> his breezers. He could never hold them up. So it was just like, it was, it was skate, ankle, and breezer, like right yes, there. He yes, yes. He looked like the weirdest yeah, midget like hockey player. Yeah, like he was player. 85% torso and just had like ankles with skates. <laughs> just a little. Um, there was a kid that came out just for a short time, uh, and he, he looked like he looked a little bit like Jake, mm. um, and he had like four colors of stick tape and did the whole thing up. I mean, in all, like, you know, some purple and some green and some, I mean, it was like, this isn't candy cane lane, bro. I don't, what are you, you're going to get way too much free time on your hands. (laughs) And he was, uh, I didn't realize it until, uh, I watched him take his first shift. I was like, oh, that's why they call it a tripod. Cause he's literally out there trying to play a game depending on his stick to keep him vertical. And I was like. Public skate session, stick and puck. Any uh, nope, Maybe, just right, just oh, a little practice. Okay. No. For, oh, first, first line, first line. Okay, that's um, when when Crow and I played out at King Louis on Metcalf. We had a weekend tournament. We played full check uh, with a team from Wichita and a team from Iowa, uh, Cahokia, uh, and but we had this, there was this guy that skated with us at King Louis, who was nicknamed Gretzky. Because every every time this guy took a shot, he screwed himself into the ice. So we thought we were being nice, and we didn't tell him about the tournament. And then we're skating warm ups the first morning, six a.m. We're because it's an all weekend. Tournament. Okay, uh, there's beer kegs there and everything. Uh, I turn around, Crow standing there, and we look, and Gretzky's standing there on the end glass. Just with this forlorn look. He, Dejection. He found out, and he was like, you guys didn't invite me. <laughs> I hope that guy didn't hang himself in the shower wow. or anything. <laughs> wow. But no no shit. Every time he took a shot, screwed himself right into the ice. <laughs> I mean. 
That's poor, uh, poor I'm trying to remember who oh Olson. Oh God. <laughs> that guy. I love that guy. But Not one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But holy shit. I mean, whenever somebody says, Oh, that guy's a teddy bear, I'm like, there's there's only one. Because all I did for like seven years was listen to him talk about how he's going to light so-and-so up and they better be careful. And I'm like, I've seen a dandelion have their way with you. Like, what the fuck, dude? You're so huge. Yes. And you but you don't even like, when, when, when he would shove or instigate any kind of contact, it was like the physical version of crow joking and cackling. <laughs> on the ice it's like hey man that's the other team like how about yeah. being a little mean to them and yeah. olsen's over there like you know hey big boy in the crease i'm like no actually level him yeah like get yeah. it knock yeah. him over please. he scored the first four goals did you not see like kill that man um goaltenders i really only remember chuck uh and he just stands out because he was a just a big fucking sourpuss and like if the game got out of hand he would stand to the to the side you know and it's like thanks man we were trying to lose really badly appreciate the support i can't throw any stuff yeah 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 um <laughs> i've had my famous melt but at least you just leave <laughs> he's out there like a price is right showcase showdown girl you know showing you an rv right. and it's the gaping net he's supposed to be protecting yeah our bench is like where's profit eh, he's in the fucking locker room yeah yeah also don't talk to him until next week because <laughs> He's going to be mad for that long. Um, so that game, getting cards, hmm. how do you land on goaltending? Jim Craig, hmm. 1980 Miracle on Ice yeah. was when I at that absolutely cemented my love of hockey. That was, I came on, because it was on TV. Oh, yeah. Just I was like, what? what is that? Yeah. That looks fucking yeah. awesome. Lake, Lake Placid. Plus, goosebumps, man. Oh, absolutely. Every time. Um, because it was it was also the political climate. We were at war with the Russians. You know, the Russians were in Afghanistan. Yeah. And uh, we. I just remember screaming, you know, when Aruzioni scored that goal. Just, do you believe in miracles? Yes. That, and, and, and something was going on with Jim Craig's mom. Yes. Was she sick? And, she was sick. Or like like dying or I, I think she had she had died during this whole thing yeah so him and his no dad, pressure yeah him and his dad yeah just, oh yeah. dude there's that like there's a planes trains and automobile moment from the movie miracle or you're just like, oh yeah oh my god yeah fucking but because uh, there's that famous picture of jim craig with the american flag on his yes. shoulder and he's hugging his dad oh yeah Fuck. On the ice. Uh -huh. Yeah. But Jim Craig was who, I mean, just making just lightning saves. With. No, he just had the, the one, the, the little Jacques Plant mask. Yeah. On. Yeah. Um, just. And, and so I would. So I went, got a couple of small couch cushions uh, and strapped them to my legs. And, you know, those little rubber speed balls yeah. that were would throw that against the uh, front door in the in the entryway and i would make saves and that's wow that's how that's i that's awesome. how i taught myself how to play goal um <clears throat> i i i mean i guess it's a good thing that i f have forgotten this before but uh somebody um 
that does like a Tuesday, Thursday skate at Lion Creek, mm-hmm. a group that, that somebody, you know, uh, a little bit older than us, I think kind of recently died. Like I remember. Yeah. Hearing, yeah. Um, and um, just, of course, even if it's, you know, a, a person that you haven't liked over the year, when you hear, when that happens, you're like, fuck man, Bob Clem. Yes. Yes. Um, but when this dude recently died, uh, I just started like seeing the occasional mm-hmm. picture of people's front porches with a hockey stick. Yeah. Just, I mean, and like every time I see it, like almost fucking weeping, like, Reason number three sixty seven A why this is the greatest game on the planet oh, because just one hundred percent set your stick there and it tells you a fucking story Everything that you, you need to know yeah oh man yeah. <clears throat> I also I mean that was um, right around the time where uh, we we would like old obviously ultimate destination was World of Fun. But second place, showbiz. Oh, and that was where I believe I, for the first time, saw the USA versus oh, Russia. Yeah, they had and, one of those in King Louis forever. Okay, did with the boo button. Boo button. I mean, boo button and everything. Yeah, and it was like there was something like, even for the, the you know the way that there there were like little circles for faces in the crowd. Like mm-hmm. everything was just like perfect. Yeah, and you could you know. Oh, like cra- you could, you felt like you were in yeah. a game. And like, I, I don't even know how, but I would look at those Russians like they had murdered my mother. <laughs> you know, little guys on a fucking thing that right. we're controlling. And it's like they represented the evil in the world. Yeah. And if you got a buddy, because most people would ski ball or do whack a mole or <laughs> bit, what pop a shot, right. many things you could go do. But I always wanted to play that. Yep. And if I found a buddy, you know, it's sort of like um, when when you when you learn that you have to share. Mm-hmm. It's like you get told to share, and, right. and you def- you're defiant, and then you try it on. And you're like, oh, it's not so tough. It's not so. But bad. when I would find a buddy, uh, immediately USA side, and if they would ever pitch a fit every yeah. once in yeah. a while. Oh, no. All right, fine. I'm going to need to like a bleach bath after this and make me be the fucking Russians. <laughs> that happened to me one time. I, I had a I had a hundred game streak where I was nothing but the USA and, and that whoever I was playing with got to the game first. Probably Hassan Yager. <laughs> had to be. Fuck. I'm definitely winning this one, man. <laughs> um, but I, I, mean, I mean, there was... Um, I just... So not to uh, 2002, 2003, um, all of a sudden there was this big splash by Bud Light and feel free to grab, okay. you know, um, and there was bubble hockey tournaments and those tables, yes. they were at like the Brookside and well, and, and there it was like a bracket. Yeah. And my buddy who I lived with at the time, we got in and we advanced like two or three times. Oh, no shit. And it, I mean, it was like, you know, we... Brookside,r and then we were somewhere else, and then we were at a casino like up north, <laughs> and you could see like there was a bracket. You could see the, right. the championship game is like played at center ice at the in the Blues Stadium. Oh, yeah, Holy and shit. and like there was I have there so much merch, right. um, like t shirts and mugs and whatever. Like there was fucking 
life-size cardboard cutouts of Gretzky. I had like three of them at one point all in my room, <laughs> which was, you know, bring a girl home and she'd like Wayne Gretzky, huh? <laughs> which is like way better than just one. Right. Because one scares you every single time. Jesus! Oh, <laughs> fuck! I Yeah, I forgot for the 47th time that I asked if I could have that and put it in my car and drove it here and put it there. Every time I walk in this room, it scares me. <laughs> But the point is, um, I, I felt like those games in in that tournament and the games, because every once in a while, I'll be like, I should get one. And I'm yeah. like, pretty serious. And and, and the che- checks, whatever, what's the, what's the manufacturer name? Oh, wow. um, but it, it, they when we played on those tables in that tournament for a couple or three years in a row, they felt just a little janky yeah. like not poorly made like they were well crafted right but me- do you remember the feel of twisting that oh, goaltender yeah. yeah fucking shake the whole thing and i mean people could take like you know uh like float a wrister through the air and it could kind of just and work its way in that tiny little spot and that you'd game, see it drop down the hole yeah. that the game world. It actually required a little bit of strategy. Yeah. Because there were things you could do. I bought a tabletop version yeah. of that. Yeah. And I'm such a nerd. I I would before like a weekend tournament thing, you know, at, at the apartment, I would take all the players off and car wax the <laughs> the ice surface. Wow. That's awesome actually. <laughs> um but no, that was um, you know, it's like uh there was a time when um, foosball. Oh was, yeah, you just spin. Fucking, it's all luck, and then you you develop like a half of one skill. And right. like, mine I, was. I can mine bank was it. Shifting between players. Yeah, I, I still to the, I still am working on that. You know, <laughs> but uh, and then you meet somebody that's like really good, yeah. and they just fucking pass to their different rows of guys, and then just blow it past you. Yeah. Um moving the puck up the ice in that game was like there were it was like a kid's menu when you follow the yeah. maze and then then you're stuck <laughs> you gotta like backtrack and pass back over to this guy because depending on how they had their people set up you know they could you know do like a left wing lock and keep you pinned to the wall and you're like for a while i had something that almost scored me a goal every game or many goals a game i would take the left defenseman and do a cross ice pass down to the forward in the corner, and then before the guy could move, I would kick it out to the center in mm. front, and then that it was like money every Man. fucking time. Um, the, the kids and I, I, not the first time I've done this, uh, and I'll probably continue to make this mistake. But when all the stars align, uh, we we do our best to have movie night on Friday, right? And we take turns who's picking. Um, the last one we did, I, I did Mystery Alaska, oh. and I didn't realize uh, <laughs> Skank Martin, <laughs> Fat well, Walrus. You forgot about that? No, I remembered that his character existed, but I forgot he banged the dude's wife. Right. I knew he took the shovel to the head, but there's, and then the Stevie, the guy that gets, yeah, the and kid. then he's in the snowplow, and she thinks that to keep him, and she he fucking nuts while she's trying to put the condom on my I'm like, please, please don't tell your mother about this. You know, uh, right. what was happening? Don't, don't worry. The game, the, the game, you know, we're out of the snow plow now. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, 
there's so many little nuances about that movie that I've always loved, and Mike Myers' character is one of them. And so, you know, where a guy can get a rub and a dug around that here? clip is will pull up 57 times if you search on YouTube. You know, it won't. Is I don't care what you say if you don't have a big bag of knuckles in front, you don't know Dickie Do or yeah. what, you ain't got Dickie Do. Yeah, it's you look for it. It's fucking there's one source that has it and it's not it's shitty that's even a better line than the rub and a tug way better way better um i have i just last night at father daughter dance i we're eating dinner and i said uh uh somebody said something that they're like they were sharing a story where their their kid had said something and they realized that they picked it up from them like and Mm -hmm. so they were like fuck you know i got to do better and uh, so I tell him about the, I have a toy pony. I t- he takes big shits. <laughs> All right. No more locker room for you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, as much as I love that movie, uh, I felt, felt like they could have, I mean, I would happily have seen a sequel or two. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you'd obviously have to get creative, but um, it was just, really good concept and and um they had a better concept in uh, in miracle they didn't take actors like they did in Slapshot and teach them how to skate they got large i mean there were a few actors but they got hockey players and taught them how to act nice which made their on ice sequences uh, yeah. almost if you, if you don't believe the game then the whole thing's kind of like what are we doing correct um, but the difficulties between Russell Crowe's character and his wife. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not great to begin with, but then Hank Azaria's character as her ex complicates it more. Right. And then he has the, uh, the cute little like crossword, whatever it is where he crosses out the words right. and leaves the room as she's reading them. I'm like, Oh, you guys, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to be good. That was a, yeah, that was, that was a cute aspect. Um, so, uh, man, um, I, I don't think I've watched miracle all the way through, but twice per- perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not like avoiding it, but I think that I've, not revisited because I don't know if any moment of the movie that isn't him going, Mike Arusian. I mean, I, like can barely get oh, the words out. Yeah. Um, and what Winthrop, Massachusetts or where, where is he from? Uh, it's in, it's, it is Massachusetts. Yeah. And after, just cause I mean, he might as well have a, uh, emperor Palpatine <laughs> mask on when he's going again. Yeah. Again, and uh, oh. homeboy from Truman shows, uh, Jim yep. Carrey's character's best friend that always comes over yeah. with the beer as the assistant coach, you know, and he's just like, "Yeah, you got it. Um, you got to stop." You know, again, if you've ever seen any interviews with Herb Brooks, Kurt Russell, uh, he absolutely nails yeah. Herb Brooks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I just. Really love that. I went and saw it in the theater with a buddy that I worked with uh, at Oklahoma Joe's okay. uh, liquor store. Uh, we went and saw it one night, and uh, he was much younger than I am. So towards the end of the movie, he's sitting there going, yeah, and I'm just, I am bawling. 
I mean, just tears streaming down my well, face you, because I can remember. And you can kind of relate to the trajectory of a kid who oh, is now on the Olympic stage. And by the way, they are kids who have parents and families yeah. and school and job, like real fucking shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, here you are. Yeah. Uh, In the biggest game ever. Yeah. Being coached by one of the hardest, yeah. you know, yeah. So good. This is a great. Um, I'm glad you mentioned work because you said, <laughs> You told all of your work buddies you were going to be on a podcast. Yes. Where is work? Um, I work. I work at uh, Rush Truck Center. Okay. We. It's a dealership for big rig trucks. Okay. Uh, it's out by World's Fun. Okay. It's like right next door. Like uh, like selling. Yeah, selling. Okay. We we have a twenty six bay shop. Damn. And that's what I do. I sell parts to our you know our shop basically. So I get to deal. Mechanics are my people. Yeah. I mean, it's that is the most like prison I think I will ever run across because when they're not like finger banging each other, <laughs> they're talking about raping each other's wives. I just I could not deal with normal customers. I have to be in a spot. You are cut from I that can, cloth. I can tell. Yeah, I can yeah. tell my customer to go fuck himself. Um, so who are the work buddies? Uh Tyler, who is a mechanic and uh Kevin, okay. who, who is a service advisor. We sit right next door to each other. Shout outs to Tyler and Kevin. What up, Tyler and Kevin, boy? <laughs> um, and how long have you had this gig? Um, I, I went there when it was Summit, and then they got bought out, but I've been there since uh, 18. Okay, okay. Um, were you doing like HVAC shit before that? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I keep forgetting that we've known each other for... The better part of 25. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, there's some, go back to that Hitman uh, or Canadians what, versus uh, Nordiques. Uh, yeah, I was. I think it was the Nordiques uh, at the time. And then Dog River River Dogs. Um, so many pieces of, like, my life as a Dog River River Dog or a White Russian or whatever. Like, it's really weird to me to think about bef- the time before. Right. Like, uh, you know, any, any fucking, like, I, my, I wore this to shirt to my chiropractor, and he's like, dude, nice <laughs> shirt. And I was like, uh-huh. And he's like, Big Lebowski. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> Do you know I've been sitting in a room partially naked with grown men for 20 years, all of us just taking turns dropping one-liners? Yeah. Do you know how many times I've heard really tied the room together? I mean... <laughs> I'm. I know it's a big Lebowski shirt. Like I love, love. He's a great dude. But um, yeah. But uh, you know, uh, whether it's you being grumpy or Crow cackling or uh, John Crossley fucking paying for a season of dues and skating one game and just <laughs> right, I dream a genie and out of there or um, yeah. the King Louis stories or your last. You know, there was like so. If you look at the White Russians roster now, mm-hmm. like what's left over from Nordique slash dog river days is, is very small. Right. But like the whole room was really disappointed that Steven didn't get in a fight for his last game. And so, uh, You're is, supposed this to, this is, this is like so many layers of folklore Yeah, that, that you know, people have in the, and, and I mean, anyway, uh, what? my, my favorite example 
of all time will have to be when Steven, was that his name? The little skinny dude that beat the shit out of uh, Dave uh, K. Dave K. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I knew Steven. I thought you were there. I don't for think that. I was. He was. He was leaving. He was moving back to wherever. We said, you know, it's 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 time. You're doing it tonight. And uh, Dave K. had him on the boards and was face, face washing face him. Face washing him. What a surprise. With those nasty old fucking oh, leather mitts of his. Spittoon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like a skating spittoon. <laughs> um, but this guy, this guy, clearly Dave had the size advantage on him. He dropped him and jumped on him like a wire-haired terrier and hit him like eight times before before he hit the ice. Yeah. And then I just mean, skated off like, see, ya. see you guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, I, I mean, twice now traveling, fucking running into Dave K, uh, got like, was getting on a plane and thought I saw him. And then he went to put his shit. I was like, motherfucker. And of course he took the aisle seat and he's got some girl. He's always got a girl. Right. Uh, how, I don't know, but, um, cause they don't know yet. That's why it's always a different (laughs) one the next time. Yeah. It's gotta be. Uh, but. I was like, motherfucker. And so, as, and he's telling, you know, he's whatever chapter he's on of the pitch about how awesome he is. He's he's telling her, and and he, he, hey, dude. And like, I I don't know if I wrote a fucking blog post about what a fucking shitbag he was. But also, like, interwoven, I have had beers with him. He's kind of, you know, funny and blah, blah, blah. But he did not like that. Um, but he, he, he must have like quadruple took cause you know, he was just like, what? and then, uh, so, let's see, was it last summer? Yeah, it was last summer. I flew out to Denver right. to see three nights of shows oh, with yeah. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Jake Watson, like just an amazing creature. Yes, uh, he is. and just like sometimes he says things I'm like. That was the Jake Watson is fucking shit I've ever heard. We're we're hanging out, um, and he's like thinking thinking Bass Pro Shop. How about you? I'm like, what about it? He's like, I mean, we don't have any of those down in South Carolina, so we got a little window of time. I'm like, okay, I'll go to the Bass Pro Shop with you. And sure, like, I he guess. knew like he was he had shirts and boots and something else in in mind and like went and saw some shit and was like eh, and ended up just getting a couple of random little things and mm-hmm. i'm like oh, what what did we just do like i mean i know i agreed to go shopping on a shopping errand with another man <laughs> but specifically bass pro shop and then when we got there you're like nah <laughs> um but we're but i'm I, you know, he, so he shopped for like 20 30 minutes and so i'm trying to find i'm trying to like talk myself do i do i need a flannel just you know to blend in just what you know and i look over and dave k with a fucking i'm like jake and he's like what are you pointing at i'm like do you he's like is that dave fuck i'm like yeah dude somehow when i travel so does he he goes to the same <laughs> spot we go you know <laughs> so bizarre oh that's fucking hilarious yeah um yeah and then that guy um he should have been on jersey shore who Dave K? Dave K. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I tell you what, though, um, 
Jake is like one of my all time favorite human beings. And this, this particular trip last Labor Day, um, I mean, we're going to go, we're going to go to, um, uh, the, the boardwalk, no Atlantic mm. city. We're going oh, go yeah. to Atlantic, Atlantic city, city in August. I've never been, I don't think he's ever been, should be fascinating. Well, it should be fun. Um, but he, he will usually set up, you know, all the stuff and be like, this is what you owe me. And I'm like, cool. Oh, you that's know? Awesome. Yeah. Um, so he, he books us a room and he's got a buddy that owns a, a brewery. So oh, wow. we get to town, we, you know, our, our flights arrive and he's, he gets the rental car and, um, and, uh, he's, he, he's like, we're going to go, we're going to go to the brewery first. So we go to the brewery, have a beer. Um, and then he set up for us to play 18 holes of golf. Um, huh. and the room, it was called, the hotel was called home Two. Uh, I had like the number two. Okay. Um, I'd never heard of them, but and it's one of those things now where I see them like, oh shit. Yeah. Like that wasn't just a weird out of body. Experience. Right. But, uh, it's, it's, they're very small and they're economical and mm-hmm. you, you, it kind of, I mean, it's, it looks like a hotel room, but it also kind of looks like your family room. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, you're just there to sleep anyway. Right. So we get there, um, and, there's one bed. He, I think he thought he, he had a conversation. He's like, I want two beds. And then we get there and there's a bed and a pull out couch. And he goes down and he's like, I was supposed to. And they're like, Oh man, sorry. Um, that's all we got. And Jake's like, that's all right. I'll just, I'll sleep on this thing. I was like, dude, I'll, I don't mind. I mean, you arranged. He's like, no, no, no. Take the bed. Seriously. Uh, I was still, changing my dressing oh, okay. like okay you know everywhere i went people were like what happened like <laughs> it's not that exciting like just but i'll tell anyway <laughs> um so we saw three we played a round of golf we went out drinking we saw three shows we had uh we, we did like a late night because we when we used to go to this venue for the first eight years we'd camp Mm-hmm. And so we'd roll out of the venue and like just hit a food truck and go back to the campsite and eat and pass out. Um, that's when we still lived here and we would drive out. But now that we fly, so and we we had a drive from the venue. Um, Are the shows? I mean, I understand being a fan of fish for an outsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the shows that different? Completely. Each, okay. Completely. That was always a question that yeah. I had. I mean, they did, we each saw, I saw two nights and he saw a different two nights when they did the Baker's Dozen, mm-hmm. which was uh, 13 straight shows at Madison Square Garden, 267 songs, no repeats. Each night had a donut theme. Oh, I do remember you telling so, me about that. So, like, yeah. I saw Jam Filled uh, and... The, the, that's the term that got put on it. Like the band isn't saying, but right. the, the donut was called jam fill. Is a jam filled donut? It's this famous Philadelphia donut. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I mean, they came out and played this this song called Lawn Boy, which is like, uh, you know, maybe maybe three minutes and change mm-hmm. on the um, studio album. That it's on and it's just super super chill and low-key and mm-hmm. the, the piano player just he sings um and he's 
when he when they play it live, he'll walk around and like, hey, he's ham it up with the crowd, and it's just uh, it's a really like nighttime me kind of relaxy just lounge okay. kind of. So they come out and like he's got a uh, a guitar. What is one of those things called? Oh, a sitar. Yeah, a sitar. I think. The Indian, yeah, yeah, sitar, uh, but like a dope, fancy, nice one, right? And they, you know, turned that little number into like this twenty-seven minute, and the, so the the joke of the week kept going, kept saying, you know, is this still Lawn Boy? You know, and so, <laughs> uh, and then, crazy. Um, I mean, I've had so many great memories at their shows, but. Um, I think it's halfway through set one. Like things are, things are going really well. Like it, you can, there's a very clear energy build. Sure. <clears throat> as the song, as the set list is progressing, and all of a sudden, just dun, 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 like the opening fucking notes to 1999 mm-hmm. by Prince, and it's like. Are they gonna? And then uh, they've covered it before, but oh, I bet it's really good, dude, dude. And so when they finally, you know, because they're they're fucking around for a second, and then they finally get into the dun, dun, right. dun, 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 the fucking place. I literally thought <coughs> the roof was gonna blow. I mean, every fucking person, you know. And there's uh, oh god, it was so fucking amazing. Well, that was the answer that I wanted. Yeah, I knew there had to be yeah. a reason why you catch three shows, and um, if they're that different, yeah, I, uh, I get it. So, um, and then the other other show from the Baker's dozen I saw ended up being powdered. Mm-hmm. So they did Neil Young's Powder Finger, uh, oh, wow. which is one of my all time favorite Neil Young songs. I think it's called Powder Finger. Um, but they they covered. Um, some song with snow in it by Fleet Foxes. I mean, just mm-hmm. really kind of touching on all of the the, the theme. In it. And anyway, uh, so last year was funny because um, it, for years it's always like, you know, do we get in on the tickets by mail lottery or do we get rejected? And if we get rejected, then you're doing public on sale, oh, okay. Ticketmaster, online, phone, the app, whatever. And then if you get screwed there, then you're stuck with the secondary market or worst case scenario, you're trying to make a ticket happen once you get there. Well, we've always been like everything we can to get tickets, but also to get floor tickets. You know, we want to be in the mix and oh, be sure. part of it. Um, and this, this past year, uh, I I got seats and the seating is GA. So oh, okay. Um, but I was thrilled. I was like, I'm I'm too too tired to do three nights of two sets on my feet Ugh, on the yeah. floor. And so what ended up happening? He had a floor seat and I had a a a, a seat seat. Y'all just made a switch. No. Oh. Uh, well, and usually there's some kind of shenanigans because you come in and then they give you a bracelet and mm-hmm. you got to show the bracelet to get on the floor. So there's you know ham it up with somebody and hand the ticket or take the bracelet <laughs> off and. You know, and then if you're doing that, then you're if somebody's got to come up for the bathroom or whatever, I mean, then you got to do it all over again. Right. Um, but uh, I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm happy that I got a, a seat, <laughs> <clears throat> and that's where I'm gonna 
be for the show. If you want to go on, that's totally fine. That's how old I am. Is, well, this, is this a seated event? So, so <laughs> not only was I, what I, what I wound up doing was getting an aisle last row seat so that literally the bathroom is right there and the bar is right there. And I was like, Perfect. never again Perfect. will I not do exactly that. Because I have to pee. I'm gonna, we're gonna have to, I have to pee here in a second. But um, anyway, um, the, um, fuck, one of the big four, US Open. Oh, yeah. The US yeah. Open was on. So, so we went out to dinner. We hit um, uh, Twin Peaks one night. A Denny's one night <laughs> and maybe Sonic and they were all you know 1 30 a.m. arrivals for us and just so you got like mm, the people watching absolute the, cream of the yeah crop. the staff the customer every every person you're like this oh. could go any different kind of direction I don't even know oh, yeah. um waitress with fresh stitches in her head yeah <laughs> And that, pe- people that, that might have been in prison as early as that morning. That happened because she was fucking the fry cook, <laughs> yeah. and then she started fucking a host, and he threw a salt shaker at her. And, <laughs> um, but uh, so we there was a Chipotle across the room, and uh, we would we literally spent aside from the day that we played golf and the day that we like traveled out uh, to head back, um, we literally laid on bed and pull out mm-hmm. and napped and watched tennis for three straight days and it was like the most pleasant company i could have fucking asked for like if i if i would have had a girl with me n- none of that would have looked like that but no. i mean no. we were just i mean there was so much farting and shit taken and <laughs> sleep snoring and you know just food trash i mean everywhere and it was perfect it was so like like I couldn't ask for a better companion to hole up somewhere. Jake um, is a fantastic human being. Yeah, and he's always you know um, just kind of like casually check in on your needs. Like this is kind of what I'm thinking, but I don't have to do that if you got you know. And we've had plenty of situations over the years when we would camp where uh, you know he like leaves and would go like up to Estes Park or go up to Summit County and see a friend and spend the, you know, oh, wow. go do our separate things cool. and re- yeah. reconvene. And, um, but, uh, so, uh, let me do that. I'm going to pee. I'm going to get something to drink and then we need to come back to that game. Or no, no, you told, we, we got from the game to the couch cushions and, oh, the, yeah, and yeah. the ball. That's where we need to come back. Okay, cool. I want to say super checks. Is the company super checks? It, that is correct. And super checks is it? Every time I have one of those where I'm like, I think I'm going to do it. Uh, two things stop me: one, that it's not USA Russia with the boo button and the fucking all the p- wonderful pieces. The boo button is key. But also four grand to not be like completely jacked. Yeah. Like if it was that old table, I would probably have six of them. You know, like and. Other layers of my life would be just cratering because of all these. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only one that I would buy. Would yeah. be the USA Russia. Man, um, so when you st- strap those couch cushions on and did making saves, how? What age? Oh, let's see, nineteen eighty. 
I was I was born in seventy one, so okay. I've been ten. So how long from then until the first time you played? I immediately after that, like the next was I wanna say within six months, I had joined the polar bear program okay. at King Louis. Okay. And they started you basics, some older guy, he was really cool. Uh he had 15 kids out there and he was teaching us to stop and he did it he goes just imagine yourself as an old west gunslinger and as you stop and turn you pull your guns which was a great method because it, we automatically we were trying to stop and just making those slow turns to envisioning yourself doing what he did and lo and behold here i am stopping right yeah right so started there okay. and just went on i played I played a year, and then that was when around, yeah, about a year, year and a half, and that was when my parents started to get rocky. Mm -hmm. uh, so neither one of them had the inclination to get up at five o'clock in the morning to take me. So did not play again until I turned twenty-three. Okay, again back at King Louis. Um, and you uh, are only not playing now because you had hip surgery, right? Yeah, I just haven't had. Was it a hip replacement? Hip replacement, yeah. And and just one or yeah, okay, yeah, left one. How 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 long has it been? Two years. Uh, it's been just a little over a year. That's it's, okay. It's going on too. Okay. Um, and how do things? Oh, it's it's perfect. It's like night and day. Wow. I mean, I could barely walk. Uh, yeah. The doctor said that the joint had been rubbing for so long it was starting to wear holes in the bone wow where the ball was yeah so yeah. and so but are you are you done are you um i mean one time last time we got beers i think you joked about skating out yeah uh and that's something i would still do okay. to this day i mean i don't know how well received that would be cause right I, I i would be i'm i'm sure it would be like a a kind of a Tom Wilson from the Capitals. I mean, like you would be the Eric Olson we wished Eric Olson was. Yes. I mean, I mean, I would probably get into a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I could go back to goaltending. Okay. Uh, well, do you have? Do you have shit? Do you have gear? Um. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been actually kind of just because Facebook knows everything that mm -hmm. I look at apparently. Yeah. Uh. So it's been like ring just recently because I've been thinking about it. It's been rolling up, you know, forward skates and gloves, and I'm just like, it's not showing me any goalie gear, so that may be a sign from the universe. Uh, I swear, I was, I taught, um, I stopped yesterday was, I want to say, 18 year. God, can that be right? Anniversary of the uh, one of our good buddies from high school took his own life. Oh, so uh, it's. It, we, I, I met, it was a really, really messed up deal. Uh, a really good friend of mine um, and I had had both kind of reached the end point of our own paths of concern about this individual. Okay. And uh, so we connected on the phone and it was, uh, my cousin was getting married. So I had a golf outing and then I was going home I'd, and foolishly, participated in a, in a little bit of day drinking on the golf course which just is it doesn't work for me gummies don't work for me uh <laughs> i just I, my body's like you know just like um i'm trying to, i'm drawing a blank on the uh the, the actual reference but just 
you know, one, like uh, in Star Wars when uh, Uncle Owen and Luke are buying droids from right. the Jawas right. and they go to buy R5-D4. The one goes, this one's got a bad motivator. <laughs> like my, gummies and day drinking, like smoke and it's bad. <laughs> um, but so I'm going home and um, I am going to nap because I've I got to like, you know, fix stuff. Hmm. And I, so I call him and I was like, dude, here's what has happened this week. And he's like, same. And he, I, some that we should go check on him. And I was like, I got, I got to get home and nap. And then I got, this. he's like, I'll do it. And that's, that's how we decided who was going to go check on him. And he found him. Uh. Um, and like, I mean, you know, immediately, I think immediately you, you try, he hung himself. Um, and is it too late? You know, can I? And but it was, it was way too late. Um, and somebody, either him or somebody, called nine one one. And so, uh, ev- everyone's pulling up at the same time as his parents. And his dad gets out of the car, and this is told to me. I wasn't there. Right. You know. Oh my God! Did he? You know, like. He's checked out, right, and scream and questioning and like this, you know. Um, I'm, and I'm not naive enough to. I never got it when people go. I just don't understand why you would kill yourself. I'm like, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you living a fucking Louis, cotton hand? Louis cotton C.K. Cane? I mean, I've flipped through the brochure a few times. Yes. Like the whole world is made up of people that just didn't kill themselves yeah. today. Oh fuck! All right, I'll keep doing it. I mean. <laughs> I've just never understood that statement. I don't understand why people would yeah. kill them. Like, what? Um, How do you not? So I wound up, um, I, I got a phone call uh, on the landline the next morning after the wedding from my buddy's wife. Mm-hmm. And I, I call her ID. I'm like, what is And she's like, hey, this is Carly. And I'm like, on the couch. Like, I didn't even brush my teeth or get into my pajamas. Right. Getting to bed was... Just cold, that couch. <laughs> it was literally on that. This is the cat. My mom's second marriage. Uh, we moved to Atlanta in 1982, and they we we lived someplace while they were building a home. Okay. And they built this super nice home in this super nice subdivision, um, and just everything except for the, what we brought was new. Right. So like this couch was part of the living room. We fucking were not allowed in that room. <laughs> And and then we had we will come in the front door and this is, it was always the weirdest things living rooms full of all this really fucking nice shit and nobody ever went in and then this dining room that had like a swinging door and then another door that led to the kitchen right uh, with a dining room set and an Ederje full of china like we fucking never had a meal in that room I remember like one time they had a party <laughs> and it started like while we were not home right. and we came home and there was just a whole bunch of people hanging out in the living room like having drinks and sitting on the furniture and chatting i'm like <laughs> you guys are in so much trouble like <laughs> what are you doing yeah, in there i mean 40 adults and of course they're a lot that's why we keep this room nice so that when we do it's like <laughs> so once every three years anyway um i was on that couch and uh she was like your your friend didn't make it and i was like wait what 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 are you talking and that's that's how i received the news 
Oh, okay. You know, and only because I had the wedding was I not the one that went to check on him. Right. Um, but so we uh, went to the cemetery uh, to pay our respects and say hello and, and leave flowers. And um, I don't even remember why I started talking about that. Um, <laughs> good story. Uh, playing hockey. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll come back to me. Yeah. Um, so you didn't start playing until yeah, I didn't 21. start playing playing when I was twenty three. Uh, t- in- being interested in maybe getting back out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which you totally should do. I mean, we need people. So and you know almost everyone. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'll start collecting gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, oh, that's what it was because so so uh, hit the cemetery and then uh, I hit the florist on the way home because okay. I fucking suck at a lot of things and I I signed us up for the dad daughter dance. Two oh. the corsages were already sold out. Right. So I stopped to see, and uh, my ex's aunt works there. It's the fiddly fig down on okay. Holmes by by Gomer's. Okay. Um and. While I'm paying for the, I, all, they're selling this little music starter kit that has a harmonica and a like a, a whistle, like a. I'm like, I'm, okay. she's like, do you want this wrapped? I, I was like, I don't think so. It might. She's like, it's not a gift, and I was like, it might be a gift, but it might be a gift for me. I don't know. I'm just buying it. But <laughs> she, she starts telling me this story about how you know we all have a hundred of them a week where, you know, Hey, are the, did you take those socks out of the dryer? And then you get online. Someone's trying to sell you socks. Oh yeah. It was the Facebook thing. Yeah. Facebook knows that you're thinking about getting yeah. socks you know. or hockey gear. Or- yeah. Um, and I told her when I paid and left with my corsage and my harmonica kit, I was like, I totally expect that somebody will try to sell me a harmonica, <laughs> which is the, for, for a while, uh, I mean, I think I, I comfortably lived under the warm blanket of couldn't be. It's just all coincidence. <laughs> it's like the tide crashing on the beam, right. you know. And then after a while, you're like, dude, you know, you know that revelation where you're like, I didn't, even, I didn't even have my phone, yeah, on, like open. I wasn't doing anything. It, it sat on the counter while I talked to him about Cheetos, yeah, for six minutes, and now my shit is full of Cheetos, Cheetos yeah. So it's it's listening it's legit creepy like yeah man um (laughs) so played at king louis and then i I, I got major way to pepsi right that's That's, where i met crow yeah okay um but but so um you know like schloss uh like such a, such a frustrating relationship. Like he's got, um, he's such a great guy. He though. is, he is, but, um, I will, he's one of the people I will absolutely miss not playing hockey with. Oh, Oh, I mean a hundred percent. He's, he's got the, the perfect, uh, combination of skill set and like camaraderie oh. and bro and, uh, you know, coach, you know, he's, 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 smart he sees things yes uh he remembers like details about opponents um you know just a a lot about him uh that um 
but but so much so that you know and and especially for somebody that misses frequently like he's one of those guys where you send the the game day message out and there's always a 50 percent chance that right i'm out bring home the w you know uh so so you admire so much about a player like that that when he does sam you're like you're like fuck you man like we should be a little bit more important in your life than you're letting us be (laughs) um but um he there was a the one the the text thread hasn't it's been around for a while but Mm -hmm. it's only been kind of recently used and i every time i cringe when there's a text and there's a lot now there's a lot of them because scotty's on there Mm -hmm. and um it started maybe it was a different it was probably a different thread but i remember like two three four texts and all of a sudden scotty was like please remove me from this and i was like that's that's not gonna happen it's yeah. not happening <laughs> especially now that you said that. yeah so uh and he doesn't if he usually he'll email me if he's gonna miss but sometimes he'll text me uh and he it's always direct it's never on there um i know what it was uh I was at Dead and Company. I was in Boulder. I was on at Folsom Field, you know, where the Buffs play, mm-hmm. to see Dead and Company. And I was wearing my. Remember, we got shirts, oh, white yeah. Russian we shirts. Did, yeah, they were shitty, shitty sh- oh, shirts. Oh, they were horrible. But I was wearing it, um, and I happened to be there. Was there was a barricade like right down the middle? I don't know why, but I happened to be. Uh, you know, and that becomes uh, on the floor. Every GA, everybody's standing. Right. That becomes a thing that you can call your own. Like <laughs> right. I have this, and I'm gonna put my backpack here and hang my jacket on the thing because this is where I'm gonna stand. Right. You don't. You can't come stand here. Right. And then, of course, your group. So your group has a little quadrant. Well, I wound up like in a corner of where two barricades met <clears throat> perpendicularly. Mm-hmm. It was perfect because anybody that wants to get into that space has to work has to, to work get, around yeah, yeah. And, and so and then i then i've got something to lean on well their uh camera crew i mean they're they film every show but uh they're closing set one and it's you know there's still a decent amount of daylight left but it's mm. it's kind of getting dusky and the, everybody's going nuts because it's the the final song of the set and the cameraman just comes right down, you know, and, and I'm standing there and I got my white Russian shirt. I'm like, that's why I'm wearing this shitty, shitty shirt. So if I, if given the opportunity I'm representing, cause I love this team and I send a picture uh-huh. of, of like me in that mm-hmm. corner. I might've even, cause it, it was, it was like immediately on YouTube. Cause it's like their official oh, okay. thing. And so I think I went to the YouTube and went to the end and like paused and then screenshot and texted. And Scotty's like, please remove. I'm like, dude, that's me wearing our team shirt at Folsom. He's like, Oh, sorry. I didn't have your number saved. I'm like, why does that matter? You don't recognize me yeah, or the shirt that you face. also own. I mean, anyway, but now it's a lot. There's a lot. Every time I'm like, I hope Scott knows how to, uh, put threads and do not disturb so that if he wants to see him, he can, but his phone's not right. Um, so something was going around. I don't even remember. I have no idea what it was. And, uh, Dave just Dave and Dave hadn't said, and he's been, I mean, so radio silent for a while. Well, he, you know, it all, 
it seemed to me he got it got kind of weird after that incident for sure but it, it got weird and i think they i mean rather seamlessly healed and recovered and moved on from all that which is i was always like everybody's everybody's good yeah that would, um seems but impossible. they so they like so he had this job um and he's like running this like high end dental facility. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you know, celebrities. His like, boss is fucking crazy. Yeah. And Billy Butler would like go there for his, okay. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and there's two owners and they were always like putting him in the middle and it was sketch. And so he decides to leave and start his own practice that is just like the one he was doing. Um, and he winds up getting them. That his former employers as clients, huh. and so he's doing that, and then of course trying to build his other client pool, and then they like decide him and his wife that they're gonna like launch a couple of apps, which they did. One of them's called uh, the the wedding party, I think, and it's some it creates some sense of interaction amongst wedding guests. Wedding guests, okay. Uh, I forget what the other one is, or if if it's on hold, but. Um, and then, um, they just, yeah, we're moving to Florida and I'm like, I don't, and he's like, dude, just, you know, shit has been, uh, shit's crazy, man. Shit is, you know, it's why the world is made up of people that didn't kill themselves today. Cause right. life is fucking crazy. And he was like, man, we just go down there and, uh, Island time, man, Island time. And I'm like. Yeah, yeah it's enough. very, very sexy and appealing <laughs> to think of, you know, being on the beach, your toes in the sand, uh, the sound of the, uh, he and he loves to go deep sea fishing. Oh, okay. You know, distances that terrify me. Um, and I couldn't do it. Like, and that starts with like, you know, waist level out, you yeah. know, like oh. I don't. Me too. I, I just. You know, the the husband of the owner of Tipsy's where I worked every year would go on a deep sea fishing trip out off the coast of San Diego. But this boat would chug for like two days. You cannot see land anymore. And I'm just I'm not this guy ever going to do this guy that I used to work with. um, He's tentatively going to do one. Is that dog barking? Mm-mm. Okay, oh, he's he's going to do an episode here in a couple weeks. He's actually a, a Super Bowl champion. What? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a funny story, but uh, he's he also loves to do that. And uh-huh. like he not too terribly long ago posted a video on Instagram, and you can just see like the front corner or whatever of uh-huh. the boat, and his feet are hanging off just right above. The, he can actually like kind of dip his toes in the water, and this vessel is fucking moving and the <laughs> caption is like nothing like being 80 miles out and i'm like <laughs> what like no do you need help should i call the coast guard that is about 79 and a half miles farther out than anybody should be because there's you, you don't see anything no in any direction and kill me like yeah. no way there's no way i'm being in the navy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh oh we have to we do have to go on the water yeah that's me out. Yeah. I'll be the guy that unties the boat and throws the <laughs> throws a rope over to you. Bye. Um. So I was like, so you know, shit's just going too fast. I was like, yeah, that's a very, very appealing idea, but I just, yeah. you know, 
Uh, I'm not cut from that cloth where I can just, at one time I was, where I could just fold up shop and I'm no longer residing here. I'm yeah. going to do, you know. Uh, but anyway, so they bought a house and it, they needed to do pretty much everything to it. And I think they wound up doing a lot of it themselves. Um, okay. And then they sold the house here and the house there wasn't ready. So they moved in with her folks, which they've already <laughs> done once. Right. And it was like, I mean. No, he was about ready to kill one of mm-hmm. them. I mean, it was rough when he lived next door and they had their first kid and the mom would come for two days and right. he, he could, he would, you know, you could just tell by yeah, the end, don't make me angry. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> um, so, um, I was like, uh, I, I mean, I'm assuming f- financial reasons they, I don't know. Uh, but, but either way, so that now they're living with her folks again. And I was like, I want, Without fail, I want two hangs for a cold one uh, before you go, because because it's like summer, and they're okay. Our kids are going to do the full school year here and the summer, and then they'll start. Then we'll move, and they'll start in the fall. So we've got like a year and change mm. to have cold ones two times. Right. And then when I got this off the ground, he was like, "I'm." He was one of these dudes that I was like, "Hey, I need you." He's like, "Here." And he gave me like five records with three alternates, and like one of them had an alternate for the alternate. I was like, <laughs> "Did you? Was that just on your nightstand? You've just been waiting for somebody to ask the question." It was yes! so fucking weird, <laughs> and a wide range of like it blew me away. But um, so um, all of a sudden, whatever's going on in the text thread, and he's like. Uh, hasn't said anything because they're flying down there all the time right. and taking the kids and working on the house and whatever with their both of their jobs and then these apps and then the home that they've got to come to is with her folks and wow so he's not saying much right but whatever's happening on the thread is wildly entertaining <laughs> it's fucking just gold jerry <laughs> and he just one liner god i'm gonna fucking miss this team and i was like oh, fuck. Oh, heartstrings yeah jesus so um he, we did have parking lot beers. Uh, we didn't get together for either of the cold ones, and he, he, I couldn't get him in here fast enough before he was gone. Right. So it didn't. It, maybe when he's back one time, but uh, I want to be a part of that if he's going to be in for here. sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so we did have parking lot cold ones, and th- there was some things said then, but there was also one other time where he like without question you knew that he meant it from the bottom he's like this is the fucking greatest group of guys i've ever played with 100 percent, right and it's 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 a it's remarkable because it's not been a revolving door per se no but there's really. definitely been folks that have come and gone and i mean who is that who is that couple do you remember them and the, and oh. she was like slightly better than him but yeah he, and, and which wasn't amy and uh yes Yes, I can't remember his name, but and, but I can picture both of them. Yeah, um, and then the two, the two dudes. Uh, oh, uh, Ao and Ao and his buddy. Uh huh. Yeah, that like didn't we were we they, had, they weren't getting their. 
permanent ice time worth of their both missed one both missed a game once because they were going to Colorado the next morning driving <laughs> and they had to jerk each other off I the mean, night before what, or something like, I don't know. Yeah, you know you could sleep for a little bit no you didn't okay, all right whatever man hey if we're not holding hands i mean it's not a road trip the kid you you remember the the kid when we got when we landed our high school kid? yes <laughs> and he was like oh oh my god and it's like what i thought you no i didn't play in high school i haven't played since high school okay but when you played in high school was it like a, did you a team actually skate or, or did you just like watch somebody practice one time through a dusty window i mean yeah because he left after that first period yeah yeah no i he came to the bench and crow came for a sub and he was like i can't and i was like hey dude slide all the way down because if you're sitting here yeah. people think that you're a, a, a fresh body yeah go so he slid all the way down and then he couldn't get through the zamboni doors fast no. enough no when that buzzer rang oh my god i skated over to the bench and he was half he a poor guy he was having a hard time getting the door open yeah and dave and i are yelling at him you go you know do th-. and he he looks so frightened i mean he, i think dave's like the fuck are you doing you know <laughs> dave and i are fucking yelling at him he can't get the door open yeah. fast enough. Oh my god! Uh, but I, you know, but no, like for, you, Schloss, Tony, Cole, Crow, Jake. Yeah, Cole is that guy has yeah. got to be one of the biggest hearted, nicest individuals yeah. I have ever seen, and a phenomenal hockey. Player. God, dude! I I told him one time after a game, I was like, man, if. I would have loved to have seen you play in in high school, like when you were skinny. I'm yeah, like, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, what's always fascinating to me is because he he's seldom uh, uh, Mickey. <laughs> oh my god, we could do a whole podcast uh, on we, Mickey. We could, we could. Um, he seldom, if ever, will pick up the puck in his own end and coast to coast it. Every once in a while. And if he sees an opportunity, yeah, um, or if he feels like just for a second, I got to put the team, right? You know, I'm, we're down four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us one, yeah, and then I'll turn it back over to you guys, right? Um, but it's never, it's never a sure. I'm not that motivated to see the result of the end of the play because it's, you know, probably it's either gonna be a goal or a turnover or you know a, a good a good scoring opportunity right. that comes back or no i like watching the journey that's where i'm going like cuz he can just like you know once once the puck's on his tape he can be like oh there's four situations that i'm definitely going to yeah. encounter and i know before i get there how i'm going to navigate them all Correct. and that i'm just like and he's got that ability that yager had where he can use his body you are not going to get near the puck I know. when he uses his that's body that's so way. frustrating yeah. like if as thinking of somebody he, trying to he defend can just him. put himself in position where you're not going yeah. to be around him yeah um and also he is not a small human i love it when other players oh, try to body him off the puck i just chef <laughs> i hate the chef kiss so much but sometimes there's no substitute just magnifique yeah um but it is uh, i mean a really good group and you yeah. know poor steven uh there was a concert happening mm-hmm. um the night of his last game oh so parking was a peach well but we managed to find pieces mm-hmm. of oh and we gathered for uh, as soon as the it was like 
you say socks and Facebook wants to sell you. As soon as the cans were open, this guy just opened and just fucking dumped. I mean, and so like four of us were like under Moose's hatch, open hatch, uh-huh. and I wasn't one of the four. I, I just to the bone. I'm immediately sick. My socks, just everything, just my underwear. And I was like, fuck this. We got to go. Love you, Steven. Bye. It was like the worst send off ever, ever. And then followed up immediately by days, which was perfect. You know, I think there was some, I think Moose brought some booze and okay. there was a lot of beer and it was a relatively decent puck drop. So nobody was too hard pressed to get out of there. And right. the whole time I'm like, poor Steven. He just got the worst fucking send off ever. But, um, so the first what was the first one you bought record wise uh miley cruz shout at the shout devil. at the devil that's right and then quickly from that i went to acdc okay which do you remember which acdc you got first i want to say it was highway to hell okay or back in black i do yeah. i have both of them sure so i can't remember which one was first i had a cousin who actually i mean he, he lives in florida now and, and grew up there but for a while they lived in Shawnee mm. and we're really close in age. And so for a couple years, like I was, they lived in Shawnee for a little bit and then they moved to Ottawa. So oh. I was like spending the night all the time hanging out with them. And like he, I got him to play on my baseball team. And, but when he, when they moved here, he was already like a pretty big, big ACDC fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also both dove into, gangster rap at the same time like we would go to the store the music store and right. he, he would buy a tape and i would buy a tape and we'd listen to him and then we'd trade we just walkmans on in his room <laughs> but he made me um he's like you gotta start with dirty deeds done dirt cheap and i was like that is such a fucking mouthful for not only a title but a song name and, and then in that song you gotta yeah. sing that line yeah. over and over again and i the cover is like just a shot of People yeah, with walking around, eyes yes. blacked out. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, track two, I believe, is Big Balls. Yes. And I just remember being like, you can do that? <laughs> I mean, it's tongue-in-cheek, so to speak, but not really. Yeah. I mean, it's very... Barely tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and then I went, uh, I think from there I went, he might have made me go, Who Made Who? Okay. Which was... That was part of a soundtrack It was the soundtrack. Maximum Overdrive which was not a cool concept, kind of a shitty movie. Yeah. Like the only reason I watched it was to hear the ACDC songs that I already knew. <laughs> right. But, and then I went back in black. Eventually I had all of them. I mean, I cut Razor's Edge. I was like, all right, I'm, I don't yeah. know. A Thunderstruck is cool, but. That was, there was a guy I worked with that Thunderstruck was his favorite ACDC song. And I cannot fathom why. It's not a bad song. No. Per se. But to have that as your favorite ACDC song, I'm just like, I mean, it's it's conceptually cool because you have uh, 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 the build up. I mean, and what, the, what a great way to start a sports event. It, well, that's why it can't be your favorite because it's now it's permanently. <laughs> yeah, like anybody that hears Bob Seger like a rock and doesn't picture a truck commercial, <laughs> you know, exactly. splashing through a creek bed and exactly, you know, the man puts his. Yeah. Cowboy boot on the, that cannot yeah. be your favorite song. <laughs> um, so ACDC and where from there? Um, I kind of got in just uh, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, oh, just wow. a bunch okay. of different things. Okay, uh, Jane's Addiction, uh, 
and it was it was mainly through my older cousin. Okay. Uh, because he just he listened to everything. Nice. So he he kind of forced my musical taste to to become yeah. eclectic. Um. So you know like I said, getting this going 13 months or whatever. And congratulations I, to you, by the way, thanks. this is really awesome. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, weird because, um, a lot of, you, you kind of make an outline of things that you think need to happen to get you to go. Sure. Um, and you're, you know, like, Oh, that'll be no problem. I can, I can handle, that's going to be a major challenge. And this one is going to, like get us stuck in the mud mm. because I'm going to have to like figure out what I don't even know. Right. And then start learning stuff and then kind of, and then bring myself back. Okay. Now we're, now the ship's going, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, and so, um, the idea of asking the guest to name like their most influential favorite, whatever album of all time. Okay. Uh, was like, you know, that was like a, a concrete footing for a deck post, like not negotiable. And then, you know, once I'm down the road in other venues, I'm like, Oh, it doesn't have to be that, you know? <laughs> um, however, it's still it, now the, the purpose that it serves for me is, um, a sign of you and like you're invested in scheduling an episode. Sure. So we have a conversation and this is, super so many people are like nope absolutely not like don't want to hear their voice see their face be recorded be on the internet i think this is a blast. i'm not a music guy it's like i'm not gonna fucking grill you like this is the act <laughs> and your future depends on your answer i don't know that much you know um and then there's people that like oh, i gotta take fill in the blank amount of time to figure out what my record's gonna be uh and i to which i say take your time also it doesn't have to be one um, if it has to be five with three alternates and an alternate for an alternate, I don't give a shit. I mean, some one person sent me a list. Holy fuck! That um, he's like during pandemic, I tried to make a top hundred uh, favorite out or whatever top something. Sure. And then I went back and like listened to almost all of those albums and made a whole bunch of cuts. So then I started a fresh list, and I some life took. I was busy. So right. here's here's where I got. So I have like 15 things to like have some not, you know, to, before his turn right. comes. Right. But, um, so pe people are all over the board, but, but getting the hardest thing is getting people to say yes and then getting them to show up. Um, and so if you have somebody that's like, absolutely. Or I'm, I'm geeked out about doing, I'm like, <laughs> fucking a dude, yeah. my, you are my bread and, but like that is, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Same with the album choosing. Like there are some people like, again, did, was that just on the nights and just been waiting for somebody to ask. And <laughs> so if, if when I ask the question, cause it's a lot, it's like a, you know, it's like trying to get laid, like <laughs> right. I'm courting you. And if I get you into like, I can, now I can tell that you're actually engaged in the conversation right. and paying attention and giving me specific like, answers to stuff. If we allow you to fumble with our bras. Yeah. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so what I, so I'll get to a point where it's like, all right, so Tuesday evenings and Saturday afternoons is when I'm trying to record. And uh, these dates are, this is when stuff starts to open up, but, but I won't really do that part until 
they've given me an album. Right. Because uh, that says, like, okay, you you're gave invested. this, you're invested, and now now we'll open up the calendar. But so when, when I get to that point mm. and somebody's like, the cult electric, I'm like, I fucking love you. Like, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, this is, um, so, so when I hired the gal to make to the design the logo and and, oh, that's and, cool. and uh build a website uh she built it she's like cool uh start sending me episodes i'm like <laughs> 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 uh that's really far down the road i don't know why i thought i should give you money and hire you to do this because i'm not ready um and then we started to get i, I was like all right i'm i'm getting really close and she's like I need bio for the site. And I was like, oh, I have to describe what this is. Okay. All right. So I thought about it and what it is. And this is, this is the first record uh, that really put me in the heart of the bio. Because the bio says uh, that I was, you know, I've, I've been wearing the cloak, the official cloak of music snobbery <laughs> for more years than I care to count. Right. Um, just think, and like just fucking putting labels on people. Oh <laughs> no. And I can remember a locker room conversation between me, you and crow because crow and I are metal guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just like, ah, no. Yeah. Well, I just, I just never, I don't think that I was ever steering, but I never went down that path. Right. And then by the time I, grew to this point because uh, because my path was um my dad gave me a couple of really weird vinyl albums for christmas one year mm-hmm. uh i was like what what do you what am i supposed to do with this um and then and then it was just i, I lived only in the world of oldies because my mom bought a car that only had am so 71 <laughs> whp was W-H-B. all i mean i fucking knew every song by heart uh and then you know, I'm a little older, and now I'm tun- tuning into KY102 and the Fox and right. Q104 and so it's morphing my own, you know. Uh, and so I get to this point where, like, I am well aware of... I'm also, by the way, trying to learn how to play guitar. Right. Like, mastering an instrument, or at least getting to a point where you have confidence to say... I'll sit in a room with some other musicians and noodle mm-hmm. and, and then there's get on like when we used to have battle of the bands in high school. Yes. I remember And it's that. like, those people are out of their fucking mind. Like they are doing this. I can all, remember a few of those at East. Th- that's where it was. Yeah. That's where it was. Um, and they're like, they're good. You're like, what, where do, how, how did you, okay. Um, and then you think about, you know, uh, being a professional, go, going into a studio. I've talked about this on a bunch of episodes, but, you know, uh, basically, if you sign with a label, the label has an expectation of what you will generate, and they're going to pony up money for studio time. And so bring all of your pretty polished rehearsal, jam, you know, local bar, live show, yeah. all of that, and we're going to attend you know, three minute and 45 songs and, and the fights that have to come from that, uh, deciding, um, 
what songs, what's the sequence of the songs, how are the credits going to be written, and and that's we haven't even done take one. Right. Maybe track two took seventeen takes, and six fights happened, and somebody got arrested, and now this they got to pony up more studio time because the thing just grew longer. Yeah. Um, and so thinking about like a band and music and the craft and and I, I i couldn't see where there's space for fast sequences of power chords and screaming so i never like sure. like i remember like meeting metallica fans for the first time and going for real <laughs> like i know they put out some albums but people buy them and they listen you know and just <laughs> and that metal is just one you know example right um so the point uh of the bio is like you know i i know what i thought was good music for all these years but that was just me so now i want to know for you and 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 this is perfect because i don't know exactly probably sophomore year somewhere around there Mm -hmm. i came up with this mantra that anybody that listened to the three C's, losers, <laughs> and I bet you can tell me who they are, because your band is one of them, or the artist of of the album you chose is one of them. Um, the Cult, mm-hmm. um, The Cure. Mm-hmm. There's one more. It's also got a the. The. I'm drawing a blank. The Clash. God damn it. Um, uh, and insincerely, uh, Louis C.K.'s got a bit about, uh, it's the whole thing is so fucking good. Um, he has, God does a five minute press conference. Hey everybody, I'm the Lord. Uh, yeah, Mormons just, no. Well, also, Jewish, <laughs> just go home. And Jewish people, I don't wear a hat or don't, I don't give a fuck. Just, I, I send everybody to hell that wears one of those now you know uh and and uh why are you not fucking the animals like there's only thirty thousand. what are the rest of you're eating them that's disgusting how could you eat a perfectly fuggable pig uh and also uh i never cared who you fucked i don't uh, it was adam and eve and steve and they were fucking each other and i was jerking off and it was just use all the holes. That's all, you know, that's all I get. Um, but he's got a bit in there where uh, he's in front of a drugstore and there's a wheelchair on display. He's like, is that really an impulse purchase? <laughs> like, hmm. You know what? And a wheelchair. That, I could, that would help with my paralysis. That way I wouldn't have to drag myself everywhere like I've been doing for the last 10 years. <laughs> When I lost my legs at the marathon, and then everybody goes, "Oh!" and he's like, "Oh, oh bunch that, of bunch of fucking hypocrites." That's I, the one. Okay. Yeah, I see. Because uh, a minute ago you were cackling about not those type of legless people. No, we're making fun of all legless people equally. But if somebody like you know, I'd see it on a notebook or hear them say it. The worst case scenario, like mm-hmm. unforgivable, no return. If I, if you had a, a poster, right? Especially the cure, of the cure, Robert Smith in your bedroom. What? What is you know? So, um, I'm I'm obviously. I would also add the Smiths to that. Uh, it, yeah, but this yeah, ugh, ugh. Um, he 
he also talks about, uh, uh, you know, when he's he's traveling abroad and there are people are always telling you, don't go to the big, go to the tiny little town. You're going to love it. He's like, I don't, you don't know me. I don't like, I don't want to go to some town where <laughs> a clock just goes pang like whenever and there's a dog walking alone. I don't, he's like, I don't like little shops either. <laughs> oh, let's go in this little shop. Let's get a divorce. <laughs> that sounds better. And he goes, I just, because you go in. And it's he goes, he goes, you go in a little shop. And now it's just you and her. You're surrounded by her dream. You made this, really? Instead of killing yourself, you made this? And he goes, he goes all my fantasies are about being more mean than I already am. I'd love to just walk in and go, ugh, I don't like this. What's your name? Fuck you, Debbie. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, um, I'm gonna have to go find that. So uh, I'm obviously aware of the cure and this whatever. Like what? This no longer am I gonna just throw bags of diarrhea on it. It can just exist over here. Right. Um, the there's clash. Room, there's room for everything. The clash has like I've been astounded, especially like preparing for episodes where they've really just been huge huge influences and they put out like some mammoth albums and i'm like didn't know yeah never in my life that i could honestly recall have i listened to the cult and when i put on electric i was like get the fuck out of here this is, is fucking awesome it is it's an amazing album um well, and uh, the fall, it, it was the one that really pushed, Launched but them. then the Sonic Youth was that, yeah, next, yeah, that apparently was that was even one. bigger, yeah. Um, and they had already been a band for 20 years at that point, yeah. Started um, out as the Southern Death Cult, and then 20 years at that point, they've had they have like 102 fucking albums, Jesus, yeah, wow, all with the same group. And I know from my time being in the band. There is no way I could have hung out with those assholes for twenty fucking years. <laughs> but well, I mean, I would have killed one of them. This by is now. is why. I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, uh, I mean, ju- I only did the narrowest dive sure. looking, and they've had like a couple of breakups and re- reunions, and there's there's a line in there because there's a couple key guys in yeah. the band, and it's like by such and such time, the relationship between the two had already deteriorated, and it's like when do you when is that not the story yeah. for a band that has been together for that long? I mean, yeah. um, you, you know, uh, it's because not only all of the little details and the, and the immeasurable amounts of effort and love and investment to get it up and floating, maybe moving. Um, then, you know, that's, that's, you're still Jason that, leaves the band and goes home at night and, and maybe your thing is that you keep hitting strangers with a fucking pitchfork or you drink a fifth of Jameson every night or whatever. Right. But all of that for each person trickles into the, the, the energy circle of the band. Right. Well, and eventually somebody's going to be like, I think I've had enough of you. Like that yeah. is, this is just, and those are for the bands where they separate with, the stupid dynamic in mine was we all lived in the same fucking house. Oh God. Um, have you, do you know who Olivia Rodrigo is? It seems to me I've heard the name, dude. Um, my, 
daughter um, is like one of the most fascinating human beings I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she, her whole life is just, you know, hey, don't stare. Like, and then to, you realize what a losing battle that is. And so you come up with, make it look like you're not staring. So, you know, kind of just occasionally, <laughs> you know, but, and she retains it all. So much so that like when she was tiny and just, you know, really got, she's got the conversation thing down. Somebody's making a comment to her about how fascinating this element to her personality is. And they're like, um, I'll bet you even remember uh, being in your mama's tummy. She's like, I do. She like, I do. And because wow. you hear, you hear that, right. like they, you know, you develop the relationship mm-hmm. based on the sound of your parents' voices and all right. this other stuff that's happening. Um, and I think it was my sister and she was like, you do? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, what was it like? And she go, with didn't blink an eye. She goes, it was like living in a backpack. And we were like, that's amazing. I'm probably is a lot like that. Honestly, I would assume. Um, <laughs> so, you know, She's um, very, unfortunately, uh, she's a brand snob. Mm-hmm. Um, and that snobbery, there's a main feeder from both of her parents. Like, right. I'm not launching blame over the fence. Right. I mean, case, case in point, the music, right. you know. Um, so she's got these elements about her that are concerned with image. Um, and... Uh, as this process has gone along, she's, you know, been like, you said you were going to start a podcast. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm fucking trying. I know it doesn't look like it, but I swear to you, I'm trying. And then the, I mean, the biggest hurdle, like, you know, I made a a lot of, get the space, Mm. uh, make some, you know, uh, a blueprint on like a list of people and whatever. And then a, a pretty significant primary purchase of the gear. Mm. And as I kind of am trying to fumble my way through, it's like, uh, return this and buy this and return that and buy this. Then I have everything. And it's like, now I got to figure out how to use it all. Right. And especially the software to produce. And then ed- the edit is like, inside the editing software, I know I'm it's like, the, it's such a small portion of what that program can do. Right. I don't care about any of it all. Maybe one day I will, as I kind of accidentally learn things, but right. I know the things that I need to do to get it the up bare and out bones. there. Yeah. So I, 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 I was really stuck. Like I was, cause I was going down I mean, YouTube rabbit hole trying to like, you know, or honestly just Googling stuff mm-hmm. and, and there's so much information out there mm-hmm. that you lose track of what your question was. And then you often wind up at a YouTube video and it's like this, I, 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 I'm not wired to learn this way. Like I don't, you know, cause I'm, I'm on a device and I'm constant, I've got my phone and it, it, it was really overwhelming. So thankfully, you know, a couple people came and spent some time and oh, okay. really, so, but in that murky kind of stuck phase I had said uh, once I have an idea of what I'm going to do we'll do a mock episode and you'll we'll put it up you'll be the first one Uh, and then episode one kind of came together 
we had it had to happen the way it had to happen and she was like <laughs> i guess i'm not going to be first but you know and then uh you know she's she's over that but um once you know like episode 1 spilled into 2 and 3 one day she was just like you're so cool and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yes, yes I did it. I did it. <clears throat> um, so I told her, okay, well, no more. We don't need to do the mock. It's, we, the, that was a thing. And now we'll just, right. you can just do an episode. And she's like, well, well, let's go. I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you also have to invest yourself in, you have to have something to talk about. So you right. got to like familiarize. So she's like, okay. All right. And she's not, you know, she hears stuff in the car and, you know, maybe if she's sitting around on a device. But I told her, I was like, you got to pick an album and you got to know it and we're going to talk about it. So she's wavered a couple times, but she's finally landed on this uh, Olivia Rodrigo Sour is the name of the album. Okay. Um, what type What type of music? She's, she's like singer songwriter ish, mm-hmm. um, pop. Um, but the, her springboard was a tune called driver's license. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, if you uh, have been sincere about some of these planes, trains and automobiles, mm-hmm. miracle moments, yeah. you'll, and you're a girl dad too. Emma yes. is your daughter, right? Yes. Is she 24, 23, 23. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Lawrence, Eudora in Lawrence. She's recently graduated from KU um does she was she did she care at all about the championship or no. not what not one iota she's not a sport okay um so this girl writes this song and she's i mean the the, the song is about getting her driver's license hmm. and she's like i got my driver's license today and she's singing to an ex who's slightly older than her mm-hmm. Uh, and it's significant because while they were a surefire, can't miss forever thing, he always had to go pick her up because she wasn't old enough to drive. And so they were always looking forward to the day that she becomes, she can now she can drive to his house. Right. And so, But now she has it and they're not a thing. And so she drives past his street alone. It's, huh. it, I mean, such an amazing song. It is so fucking okay. cool. Um, but it just, I mean, launched her into outer space, uh, and, uh, like early first semester, senior year of high school, Mm. the thing explodes. And so we, she and I just last Saturday, I think it was watched, uh, there's a Netflix documentary about the making of the album and you know, this, she starts her senior year, this song comes out and the next thing you see, she's moving out of her parents' home. I'm like, what are you doing? Why in Why? the absolute fuck no shit. would you move out? And then it pans to this house that she now has. And it's relatively furnitureless. I mean, there's some things here and there, but the whole all of the band member, her backup, her you know, they're recording uh-huh. the whole album there. I was like, oh. That's why you couldn't do that at mom and dad's house. (laughs) And, you know, legit, you know, keys and bass and drum, like, and and so it's, it takes up a lot of space and I'm sure it's fucking loud. And, oh yeah. Um, so she puts out, she put out another, I believe the second single, uh, 
uh, it's called Deja Vu. Oh, it's, it's it's probably probably better than driver's license. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Um, and I, not that I have a viewership worth mentioning, but I'm sure if some there's plenty of people that would hear that and be like, whatever, <laughs> I, dude. Oh, so it's such and the whole the unfortunate piece is the whole album is about breakups and devastation and probably all pointing back at this one relationship. Um, And it's like, I don't I really, really, really don't understand how you captured this very, very adult experience and composed a song like lyrically and then put music to it. I mean, I don't have that kind of mind. Yeah, and I, I, I still, and so, and I'm like, it's it's kind of unfortunate that the whole it's all this. And she mm-hmm. says in the documentary, like, I hope that I don't have that's I hope that's not the experience I have to have in order for the creative juices to get flung because that's not <laughs> no, I, it I can't live my whole life just <laughs> pining over the one that got you know, um, but um, I don't I lost my train of thought again, but um, she. It, 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 my anyway, my daughter's gonna do an episode, and we'll talk Aww. plenty of Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, that'll be awesome! Yeah, um, but uh, man, I I still, um, you know, I can't believe how. And again, I'm not, I've not like put energy into avoiding Metallica, <laughs> avoiding right. the cult. Right. It's just. I've just kind of navigated this path, path. Yeah. and I put this record on and I was like, holy shit, man. Like what a dipstick I was <laughs> like, I can't, you know, and it's not like it's, it's not, uh, as Dave, as Schloss likes to say about fish, not my cup of tea, man. Not my <laughs> cup of tea. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to like become some professor that teaches a course on the Colts discography. Right. Uh, I, you know, I don't even know how much, um, I'll revisit electric. I might, I might, I mean, it's on my phone now, so it'll come up when I'm shuffling, which is almost exclusively how I listen to music. Right. Uh, I who knows, maybe I'll grab Sonic youth and, uh, but it's, it's so, it's literally the opposite end of ew. One of the right. like the legless people that <laughs> ew. One of the what you know to what it, it could have drastic. If I would have if this album would have landed in my lap at a different time, my entire path could have changed. Right, and then it's just really bizarre. And like, it, and that's the that's why it immediately came to mind because it did oh, kind of it did make that path yeah, change for me. I got I got I was like this and and. uh I was like, oh, this is, you know, this has got fucking the Jason Prophet that I met and have come to know well fucking stamped. <laughs> I mean, like, not right. today. But I can just see it, you know, as a as a milestone or, or a place, you know, like, you know, Lord of the Rings and you're <laughs> go past a boulder. Prophet was here. Like, <laughs> I, I figured. Right. I figured he would have been here. Um, but, uh, man, uh, so... I don't know why, uh, but the name Ian Asbury is just, he doesn't look familiar. It doesn't appear he was, you know, in other outfits that were as significant. Yeah, no. But the, I don't know why that name, like, I keep looking at that name like, who the fuck is that guy? He's he's kind of, he's a really interesting guy. Okay. Uh, he's written a couple books. I haven't read them. 
Uh, have you have you seen the meme? Uh, very much speaks to me. Uh, it's like one of the real dramatic, like Robert Downey Jr. eye roll. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah. The meme is uh, the books that I haven't read when they see me buying more books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's me pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's interesting, and he's written a couple books. Yeah, and, um, and him and the, the guitarist Billy. Billy yeah, I can't remember his name, it's but S. I think it starts with an S. Yeah, uh, but they've been together forever. Okay, and he's just got this distinct, lyrically, especially on that album. Lyrically, it's lights out, and I know those two collab on it. Uh, I think Asbury comes up with most of it. But okay, his, but his voice. Yeah, well, I, is uh, just immediately distinctive. I'm like, did. Henry Rollins and Billy Idol have a baby that I didn't know about, yeah. and he's the lead singer of fucking the Cult. Yeah, his voice is so distinctive, or, Dan, you and know, powerful. Was Danzig was that Rollins's outfit before he was doing solo yes. shit? Like, I, I, I mean, it was one of those like, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> like immediately, like first track, I'm like, holy shit! Like surprise at how much I was like, oh, this jams. Yeah, and then immediately, I'm like, I feel like. I feel like I've been here before. <laughs> I don't know where, and I don't know how to get out of here. But it was very bizarre. Yeah, uh, in a good way. Yeah, really good way. Yeah, that was that was definitely a path changing album for me. Yeah, musically. Um, man, such good stuff. And um, the, the cover they do of Born to Be Wild. Yeah, I I, I knew this was going to come up. Completely annihilates the original. Well, in, in my book, I, I I don't disagree whatsoever, but. Uh, so here's here's another uh, vein of snobbery. Um, so I did my oldies thing, and then eventually, you know, I, I figured out KY 102 was a Q 104, and and the Fox. Mm -hmm. This this is my home. These are my people. Sure. This is my tribe. Um, and I stayed in that camp many seasons longer than I should have. They were telling me, to, I, you go home, dude. You're going to get us in trouble. There's kids here. You can't. And I'm like, my, I'm here and my dick's out. So do what you're going to do. But you sent your kids here. Run for the door if you and have it, to. And it, and it uh, you know, that deciding that and staying there also uh, coincided with a, a pretty significant stretch of my restaurant time, mm -hmm. which is almost exclusively back of the house. Um and so you think about um, dinner. I mean, forget about breakfast places just for the sake of this discussion. But you th you think about lunch service and dinner service. Like, how long are those windows? Lunch is right. ninety to one hundred twenty minutes. Um, dinner's a little longer. Yeah. Um, and and that's you know that's when everybody's got to be on the same team. Firing on all cylinders, working as a unit, right. and and take away those windows, and and everybody is at their position doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. Like you're, you know, learning the new cocktail menu, or uh, you know, uh, hoping that you make X amount of money tonight because your wine key broke, and you know that if you show up without a wine key, they won't. They'll send you home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in the back, you know, you're you're prepping and and the the amount of prep that goes into compared to the time you know, to fire a dish mm -hmm. to put put the thing in the window like is so you know 
the a grain of sand versus the whole beach. Right. So when you when you have all of this prep time, uh, and then cleanup time, there's without question music being played. Oh, yeah. And and, and a lot of that, uh, just more more classic rock. Just and you know when I did the lose thing, um, man, I had some really long weeks, and that that kitchen is separate from the dish area. Yeah. So you've got, you know, some, and there was, there is no shift in the lose week that includes a dishwasher. Um, no fucking shit. No fucking shit. And, uh, do you know where all the dirty dishes from the, the guest go? Not into the back into the kitchen on a three tiered cart that somebody from (laughs) the kitchen has to get it over there. (laughs) So, but whenever three bus tubs are full, get it back there, and then three new bus tubs, and then when there's a lull, you just kind of work on the dishes while you can. <laughs> um, so you know you get uh, Tuesday night or whatever, and you're three to close or five to close, and close is three a.m. Right. So you're back in that little dish room with a little radio, and uh, by the time I'm there, I've I've like sworn off classic rock. Because I stayed so long, I really ruined a lot of songs and a lot of artists for myself. <laughs> you know, like at one time, I didn't mind Credence. You know, now if yeah. I ding, ding, I'm like, turn it off. <laughs> Fucking don't, you know. Um, but so when, when your favorites play, like you just all this garbage and commercials and songs you've heard eight billion, and then like you get like those opening notes to a Hey You. Right. And you're just like, oh, and then you just, <laughs> the top of your lungs. Right. Um, I, uh, I, I've heard born to be wild. So many fucking, that I, I, it makes me cringe. No, it does. Me too. Um, so I, I, that I'm track 10 or whatever. That's why when I heard that version, I was like, I'm not sick of that song anymore. Well, I, and I, all I can do immediately. I, I hear the other one. <laughs> I hear, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I see what you're doing. I like it. Uh, but I hear that other one and it makes me want to drive to a playground and start punching kids in the face. <laughs> um, but man, um, uh, and, and really, um, I, I, I didn't, the, the, the first three tracks or even the first four tracks, like just they, the, and then the middle, I'm kind of like, all right. And there's a couple that I like, uh, um, but man, just they come out of the gates. Uh, uh, Peace Dog just fucking shreds. Um, Contrary Man is one of my favorites. Contrary Man. Um, I don't even know if I have it open still. So we got Wildflower, Peace Dog, Lil Devil, Aphrodisiac Jacket, Electric Ocean, Bad Fun, King Contrary Man. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, man, that's fucking, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I did not think that you would. Okay. I, I, to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, I saw it and I was like, this is what you signed up for. Yeah. Get in there, you know, uh, so-and-so's hurt. So you're coming off the bench and <laughs> you, you must make these free throws. Like, <laughs> so, and, and, you know, I haven't, uh. I'm still thankful that I didn't have to do consecutive 311 episodes because one, I had to 
you know i'm just like um uh louis has a bit uh where <laughs> he talks about uh so so i'm in poland because i had to go to poland to do shows um and i went to auschwitz um and uh i i like it i like it there and uh he's like N -n -n it's nice now they have a gift gift shop and he's like, can you imagine like being there and telling like they're gonna sell tickets to this? <laughs> <laughs> but he said, um, um, I had uh, forty-two family members that went to Auschwitz, and everybody's like, oh. And he's like, I mean, they were guards; they worked there, so it was fun. <laughs> like, no, 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 they were Jews, and they all died. It's, we're good, except for my grandfather. My grandfather smelled that shit and got the fuck out of there. Uh, and, um, and he was like, uh, was it Hungary, Poland, wherever he's like, they weren't even occupied. There's like, take our Jews, yeah. all of our Jews, take, take them. And my grandfather, he smelled that shit and got the fuck. And so, uh, he went to Mexico. Um, and, uh, he's like, Jew schmoo, somos catolicos. And you see, like, there's a picture of my grandfather and his passport picture. And he's kind of, he's just like. Because <laughs> they don't know what a Jew looked like in Mexico. So you just like, kind of hope, you know. Um, he also, while he's there in that neck of the woods, he uh, he talks about um, my my grandparents. Here's how it worked. Here's how the reason that I'm alive. My grandparents had a baby, and they named it Geza, and it was a shitty baby, so it died. And so they had another one. They're like, well, fuck it, Geza, just again. And that, that was his grandfather that got them out of there. Um, and he's like, but how wild is it that that used to just be the way it was forever until recently? Babies just wouldn't die. Or, or you know, they, they, babies would die. Um, and they'd be like, you, did you hear about Matt? No, he was here for a day. Fuck him. I don't, you know. <laughs> um, this one's good. We got to get, you know. Uh, and, and what's crazy is now we want to save all the babies and the, the shittier, the baby, the bigger, the effort and you're, people are like, look at this baby. It's fucking just, ugh. and we're going to save it. <laughs> and the baby's like, please don't. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's, he talks all about getting in trouble. Um, oh, about the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has the whole thing about it near the end. It's, it is just, I mean, so good. And and then he put one out called Sorry recently, and I'm like, mm. he, yeah. he did a like a 20-minute long joke about uh, Goodwill hunting. I'm like, you're the, the greatest comic on the planet. How did you not know that you should skinny that back a little bit? Yeah. Um, it's still good. It's still Louie, but right. compared to sincerely, it's nothing. Um, I liked a uh, little double outlaw and fucking Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin yeah. produced this Producer, shit. Yeah. Um, this is going to be the probably third or fourth time I've said this, but, um, <laughs> when we were engaged to get married, uh, we started taking, uh, ballroom dancing lessons oh okay for like a year and a half just for the wedding well i mean a thing to first of all we weren't living together mm -hmm. um i was working and i was in grad school she had two jobs and then was and then somewhere in the mix also started grad school so we like seldom saw each other 
and it was it was it made it really hard because you know we wanted it to not be that way right um but there were so many nights where she'd be like we just we'd finish up a thing especially those dance lessons like twice a week or whatever Mm -hmm. it was and then well why don't you just come over it's like i have fucking homework you know i like i can't there's no um this is grad school like you know college i stepped it up compared to the effort i gave in high school because i i felt educated right and i'm like now we're an environment we're learning about like cool shit and also i'm on my own and i'm on the hook for the fucking bill so i, I not that i was some great student um but I, but then grad school is even another tick up where it's right. like you Say for one one evening, okay, I'll come spend the night. You you might not get those hours back for the whole. You're fucked for the whole Forever, semester. Yeah. Um. So we're we're kind of like moving through, you know, this introductory level of ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kind of progressing across, and and eventually we reach a point where we're like, okay, um, we want to we want to spend our lessons working on our first dance. Um, and how we chose that song was, uh, and this is such, I mean, this token poster, like this is how she is with music. Uh-huh. Like I, I looked the other day at the list that I made of possible guests uh-huh. a, a year ago, last March, and she's on there and then she's crossed out. <laughs> and I think I was trying like every human I know. And then I was like, she, how there's no way we could not even and our relationship's decent right but there's just there'd be nothing coming i'd just be trying to put stuff that would just be awkward well i mean but i'm saying as a music person she's not that anyway so what was the song so she heard me uh i mean like there's a book somewhere behind me um called uh why bob dylan was important and she like saw it on a trip and it's like, mm. do you, I did a three-part blog. It actually has ended up being five parts, but three real parts breaking down the top 25 Bob Dylan albums mm-hmm. of all time. And an introductory post and explaining what I'm doing here uh, and then the, th- and then I went like in from 25 to what, and then the, you know, in three parts. And then the final part, I did another post on the albums that didn't make the list. Mm-hmm. And every one of his albums, I gave three front to back listens. And I started with the bulk of his discography on cassette as part of my, I mean, I've been a huge fan for years, mm-hmm. but I had to acquire, uh, a lot of the newer stuff and it's on CD, uh, I had to get some stuff through the library because I couldn't source it anywhere else. <laughs> so I ended up, we had this huge craft table in the basement and I ended up like taking for the, for the post, the purpose of the post, I took this picture of all of the Bob Dylan. I was like vinyl and CD and cassette. It's, it's a really cool picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, same with Neil Young. I mean, I didn't write a big giant thing about Neil Young, but I've been a big Neil Young fan uh, for a long time. So she gets me this book. I'm like, I'm sure that this guy that wrote this book like had fantastic intentions and good for him. He saw it through, but I I know why Bob Dylan was important, like (laughs) very, very well. Um, So she heard me saying something about uh, 
Neil Young. And she's out somewhere, who knows, weeks or months later, comes across the brand new Neil Diamond CD and comes home, like, gave, wrapped it and gave, I opened it up and I was like, what? What are we doing? And she's like, you said at that time, I was like, Neil Young. She's like, oh, oh. Turns out, and this is, this is what's wild. This fucking album is incredible. It's so fucking good. It's called 12 Songs, I believe, is the name of yeah. it. Yeah. And he, it's not becoming, it's singer-songwriter. Yeah. Like, I am serious. Rick Rubin. Yeah. Sent him to, like, a fucking cabin for, like, six months with his guitar. And he came back, and he's like, here. And Rick Rubin was like, get back up there. This is absolute dog shit. And so he sent him back up there, and he came back. He's like, all right, there we go. Um, yeah, my mom was a huge Neil Diamond. Fan. Really? Yeah, okay. He, do you realize he has over like six hundred songs or something? Wow. I mean, it's some incredible wow. number. Yeah. Um, so there, it is. It is seriously such a good album. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a song on there called "Man of God," and I'm not. I mean, I'm a Catholic, and I send my kids to Catholic school, and sometimes I go to mass and. Hmm. You know, I try to like live by whatever, but I'm not a man. I'm not, you know, um, and that song, um, it's so simple mm-hmm. and stripped probably exactly why I got sent back up there. And, uh, it's got like this old fucking, you know, church, right. Real, real quiet, but succinct organ feel to it. Anyway, we chose this song called we, and the whole thing is, love is all about we right um and it's really cute and um there was one gal because this was may of 07 that caught it mm. on her phone mm-hmm. some old fucking flip phone right. the only record she hasn't had that phone in like 10 years that was the only you know i've never seen it i've never saw the dance <laughs> like we have our they our our teacher when we were right near near the end she did she gave us like a DVD of us oh. practicing at the dance place. Okay. But in our wedding gear with, you know, 300 people or whatever at our, at the reception site and us, and we, we fucking nailed it. I mean, can you bet- still ballroom dance? No, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, um, but I mean, it had fucking, uh, I mean, we, we moved around the room and there, you know, there was like lots of intricate pieces and, we would, you know, get stuck and struggle and have to uh-huh. work on something. And then we oh, we got it and move on to the next thing. And right. by the time it was a complete deal, it was like um, really impressive. This pressure to like remember what the next move and mm-hmm. the next phase. I mean, it's fucking like a four minute long song. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but muscle memory, man. Sure. Like even if you for a second felt kind of oh yeah and 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 like our our wedding reception night was bananas i mean i think initially i think we had 420 somewhere around 420 was the number of people we were going to invite and we skinnied it back to like 385 jesus and i think uh you know i don't know 40 50 people RSVP'd no. There, so we ran out. We didn't eat. I mean, because people were just, I mean, we had 
a nice menu and a nice mm-hmm. and so people were just fucking like loading up yeah and people kept you should see how much food that guy has telling us um <laughs> and uh there's an album of pictures uh from the night from the reception and so many of them are just like fucking fantastic pictures of people dancing because i was like i was like you get all that i got the dj and i had a list i had a no no playlist mm-hmm. i was like if you play any of these songs you will not get paid mm-hmm. i'm like no not kidding i don't care i don't care if the pope shows up and requests it you're not fucking playing what were some of the songs on the list oh god i mean the the typical uh chicken dance, chicken dance. ymca we are family uh brick house can't tell you how many wedding receptions uh shout was that on there from animal house no okay no but how many times i've been at a fucking wedding reception and everybody's out there like grandmas and shit are grinding yeah, to yeah. brick house yeah it's a song about a dude talking about the, what a bombshell the this measurements lady is. of a woman yeah. yeah and how much he wants to put yeah his business in her business yes and everybody's out there you know break it down break it down break it down now i'm like this is so fucking weird what are we doing like why are we uh but like it was grinding on your grandma to that song yeah b-52s like oh, no yeah. b-52s um um but so i mean yeah there's there's a lot of cool pictures like we all were i mean we we stayed at the uh in a room at the intercontinental and literally like ordered we were um, wasted mm-hmm. and ordered room service because we hadn't because we ran out of food we hadn't eaten and I mean, it showed up and we got in bed and then like woke up and it was all just like French fries and shit, just like, you know, <laughs> barely got. So we, I mean, it was just, we, we, we got married at uh, St. Peter's and then hi- like hired a trolley to take oh. the wedding party um, down to the loose mansion. And we stopped oh, shit. in Westport, just Right there in the middle of Westport uh-huh. and all got off and went into McCoy's because that's where we met. Oh, shit. And then the whole, there's and there's a, an epic picture, of, like the photographers are with us. So they like got on chairs and there's a, all of us having a shot at the place that we met. Um, just a lot of cool, but yeah, it all started off with her, <laughs> Neil Diamond, right? Neil Diamond. Not, not even close. Not even <laughs> just the same first name is the only thing that's they have it. in common. <laughs> Um, but man, that was where I was like, Rick Rubin, didn't he used to hang out with the Beastie Boys? No, he's fucking the weird dude. He's all, yeah. Anytime you see beard. old, yeah. old, like images from a recording studio and yeah. somebody's at the boy, he's always there. I'm like, it's always, this motherfucker's him. always there. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, Beastie Boys, Aerosmith. Yep. I mean, you, yep. the list is probably phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and still, I mean, he's still just doing, just mm-hmm. ch- churning out. Anyway, so where did you go from electric, ish? You know, roughly. Um, I think I started. I mean, I started my journey. I like I started with like '40s big band stuff. Really, went through a phase of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, '50s and '60s. Okay. Rock that yeah. kind of stuff. I just kind of progressed like through the years until I got up to where I was, and then. That's when I started doing Jane's Addiction and mm. all that other stuff. Man, the the weird stuff. Okay, uh, I'll I remember I used to sit next to a dude who would always you know write Jane's Addiction on his notebook, and for what for whatever reason, 
you know, and the time period could have, you know, how long this lasted could be much shorter than I actually remember it. But it felt like for whatever reason, Jane's addiction was like inaccessible. Like I, mm. I mean, somebody's t- Tony across the streets, big brother has got nothing shocking. And, right. you, you know, and eventually I discovered, Oh no, they, it's just in the J section at the music store and they've got two records and you can, <laughs> you can own them both. Yeah. Uh, when I finally, um, nothing shocking. And what's the other one? Um, I can see the two naked ladies yeah. in the chair. Yeah, that's the one. And then Ben Caught Stealing was on the other one. Right, that was... Anyway, uh, I was yeah. like, whoa, this is cool. Like, this is different and uh, avant-garde and ballsy and yeah. uh, you know, grisly and yeah. uh, just cool Visceral. stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and this guy would tell me that um, uh, he used to always tell about this show in Chicago and probably happened more than once, but where Perry Farrell like jumped off the stage and kicked a dude in the chest and he was wearing fucking golf spikes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I want to go back to Led Zeppelin now. You know, like, <laughs> but then you, you hear him fucking, you're like, oh, I can totally yeah. see him doing yeah. that. It, I, you know, it just I went to weirder stuff. You know, I was corn and tool and uh, like even craft work. Have you ever heard of them? I mean, I've, yeah, of them, but I've never listened. It's just to a them. weird German band. It's <laughs> to, to to be honest with you, uh, I found myself. Corn uh, was the first outfit where I was like, I had people in my life that I was just hanging out around a bunch. And some of them were like big into corn, and so I heard that first record a lot. Yeah, and I was like, "See, this is cool because they like you know they got the bagpipes, and you yeah. know it's it's different. It's not and not to say that uh, all thrash metal or speed metal or hair, whichever metal you know sounds the same. Right, but in a sense, you know the the. Yeah. It was different. Yeah. It was different. So uh, Marilyn Manson, he kind of made rock and roll scary again right, for, for right. a little while. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, um, if I'm, you know, learning an album or revisiting an album for the purposes of an episode, there's a direct intention. Uh, I do get stuck in spots where... Uh, like right now I'm like hopelessly obsessed with Jenny Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been around, she's been in other bands and, uh, I just, I just came across because my, uh, when I, if I sometimes like, uh, okay. So I had a girl, a girl that I really, really like a lot. She's super cool. We went to kindergarten together. That's how long I've known her. Oh wow. Um, I saw her, she had people over last summer and it was one of those deals where, uh, I got there late and people, it was like six and I, I think my kids had a soccer game and then I had to shower and it was eight thirty or something. And so by 10 o'clock, like everybody's checked out and they're leaving, they're going home. But I, I was like, Hey man. And she was like, are you out of your fucking mind? And I was like, huh? She's like, there's no way in hell. I'm like, but you're really cool and a good looking gal and you're smart and you love music. Like you'd be perfect. And she was like, no, 
And she, I mean, like with attitude. And I was like, I'm not going to accept that answer. She's like, I don't give a shit. I love you. No. Um, so I came home and like, you know, had, I was, I was making this table at the time and, you know, came home and had 56 drinks and drafted a real <laughs> fucking sent it to a her. good one. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, not being mean, just saying, please. And like a couple a day, a week or so went by and she just said, Jenny Lewis acid tongue. And I was like, fuck yes. I love you. Thank you. God damn it. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm not handy. This was a door behind huh. my, it was framed. There was two by fours. Like it, I really think somebody took a door and made it a tabletop for a wedding reception. Huh. Uh, and it sat behind my furnace for eight and a half years. And I finally got it out and cut it into thirds. And um, anyway, I'm working on this table. I get that and I immediately put it on and I'm like, how have I never even heard this girl's name? Cause that record is really fucking, I developed like an immediate, I was like, I love this record. So then I go to her discography mm -hmm. and there's two others that, uh, one of which is really good. Uh, and the other is like insanely better than the other two combined. It is so fucking good. I'll have to look her up. Yeah. I really, really love that record. Um, and so has anybody given you one that you're like, Ooh, no, mm -mm. no. Okay. Mm -mm. I mean, I suspect that it'll happen, but I'll lie. And well, you know, I, I know. Yeah. You, I won't, you won't be a dick, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, if somebody comes at me with meatloaf, I might tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I mean, I just, you've got other issues. If meatloaf is your go-to. Well, meat, meatloaf, B 52s, Bon Jovi. That's kind of my, that's my Holy Trinity these days. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I can't really think of a human experience that grosses me out more than being at a bar and hearing that opening line to shout to the heart, whatever. And then always a no. minimum of 85%. Usually it's like 99.9% .9 immediately are on board. No, and it, and just they know every fucking word, and then they get to the chorus, and everybody. I'm just like, uh, I got I, sick of Bon Jovi at an early age okay. because my sister in high school lived and breathed and got all goopy over Bon Jovi. And I I'm mean, just and you know what? What if it's all girls? Like they almost get a pass. I'm like, thank you for identifying the section of the bar that I don't want to have sex going, with. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> What makes it that throws me when dude, when dudes are like immeasurably worse is when you get a, a dude that'll like I'm like he's not shredding. There's no shredding on guitar happening. Why are you air guitaring to fucking Richie Sambora? Yeah, <laughs> oh god, it makes me I like this. I was like, this is why Columbine happens and post office shootings because you are so gross and you're courageously displaying defiantly this pool of toxicity that is <laughs> affecting you know uh, um but um so anyway um I'm, I'm thinking the people that you know probably not a whole lot of them are gonna go with b-52s or yeah probably not yeah um but but she anyway i got now okay now we gotta take my 
list of humans that I know and make it a realistic. Right. And I was like, you ready? And she was like, for what? And I was like, Jenny Lewis, acid tongue. She was like, <laughs> the podcast. And I was like, yeah, what else have I talked to you about in the last year? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like, I'm tired of hearing myself talk to you about it. Like, she's like, no, I'm like, what? She's like, I'm not doing that. I was like, did I, I'm, I'm like scrolling back. Did I fucking like get wasted and send her a dick pic or you know, she's married with happily with kids and like where, where I must have done I do? some looking under couch cushions <laughs> for evidence. So finally I was like, did I, did I, she's like, no, I just don't want to be on a podcast. And I was like, you're like one of my favorite females of all time. And now I'm, hopelessly obsessed with this artist and I need to have you in the chair to talk to about not only your record, but the one that I love and blah, blah, blah. And she's going to be a Boulevardia. Um, oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, no. And I'm like, when in this back and forth that we have going is the part where you're like, all right, I'll think, or, you know, turn, but she's just like, uh, uh-uh. like that's it. And I'm like stuck to her guns. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I haven't really after that was just an afternoon, a, a few different right. times. I haven't really like revisited, and I probably won't. But like now, I've now like I'm on a search for my new Jenny Lewis person. I have to do an episode about her because right. she's so. Um, so anyway, uh, this sometimes you know it'll just kind of if you pick. Um, an album uh, and run it all the way through, it'll it'll just go from the end of that album into a shuffle mode of its own where it's feeding you similar artists. Right. Um, so it, f- it fed me um, this song one day, I'm driving around and um, it's called Silver Lining. <clears throat> and the song is by Rilo Kylie. I think it's fucking weird, um, but I, absolutely love the ever loving shit out of it. It is so fucking good that I'm just listening to it. Oh, my kids are like, all right, enough. <laughs> enough of that. I mean, I've like get bored with the song and I'll pull up the official YouTube video. And I mean, uh, and then I've, I've, I've downloaded the album and I've, I can, it's the first track and I've gotten into tracks two, three, and maybe even fun. They're good but I'll, I'll find myself enjoying them, but wanting to go back to that. And so I go right. back. And so the other day, and this has gone on for like weeks. The other day I was like, this is how do I, I had more information. How is cause, cause the album's from like 2012 or some, and I'm like, I got to figure out like, how is this also just gone completely off? Not on my radar. So I, I Googled the band. Right. Who's the lead singer, Jenny Lewis. I'm like, no, fucking wonder i love it so much like holy shit i've been thinking that this is just another person the whole time well, that's what i that's because i have heard that name okay. Rilo, yeah rilo okay. kiley but yeah. i figured it was just another i ar- thought that was artist yeah yeah um any man uh well, i'm gonna have to look her up i guess yeah she's um so uh i i think that you i think you and i are on the same page with this um there is um in the in the stand up comic world, uh, it's very very largely male. Oh, and and um, there's a lot of voiced uh, opinions about how that's shitty. And 
a lot of times those voices are coming out of the mouths of females. And um, for many, many years, my response to that has been, why don't you save that for when they make a funny female stand-up? Because they... And there are a lot of them. Well, when I was... Like, I went from listening to that Bobcat Goldthwaite show on cassette. The next... Th- then I was like, I, I must have, must have, and mm. started consuming the mm-hmm. first uh, stand. There used to be stand up on TV at Saturday nights, yeah. and the first. Um, I mean, I, that's I remember seeing Jeff Dunham cut his gums. I say, <laughs> right. I don't think cutting your teeth is, makes any sense because <laughs> the teeth are cutting through the gums to get out. Correct. So what? Why are we? Are, it's not like we're biting tables and <laughs> chewing on padlocks. Uh, so I say cutting gums. Uh, but I remember when Peanut. And Jeff Dunham was brand. He had the jalapeno on a stick. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, now he fucking wipes his ass with thousand dollar bills. And anyway, uh, George Wallace. Oh, um, I do remember him. He had a he did he did had a bit about the Civil War chess set. I'm like, <laughs> why would I want to commemorate? The, oh, oh, it's made out of fine pewter. Pewter, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Um, and so, like Rita Rudner and Judy Tenuta, and oh, I love Judy. Somebody else, Elaine Boozler, Paula Poundstone. No, uh, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. DeGeneres. And I was like, okay, if you're funny, you're funny, right? Male or female. See, I didn't, and those were the cream of the crop. They didn't make me laugh because they were, and it's the biggest um, piece of hypocrisy because to me they and a lot of the females that followed since um, really, they kind of just go down this being a woman and dating guys yeah, topic tunnel and they it they get bottlenecked. It's, it, it's got, so. It's very formulaic almost. But what makes me laugh is dudes talking about being dudes and yeah. being attracted to women. So it's completely hypocritical. Um, but I have continued no i mean that's that, that's like 86 the bobcat and the george oh, yeah. wall and um but i've continued to consume stand-up the whole time and i find that there are funny females now but like you know tom segura louis ck bill burr Chappelle. yeah that that's those are the goats as far as i'm concerned there yeah and and there's there's no way like the the mountain for the females to to get to that funny to me for my taste is impossible no it's impossible not gonna um there are some good ones i like christina pajitsky tom segura's wife yeah. uh ali wong has been she's pretty good um uh, liza schlesinger I don't, i'm not you don't like her no i, th- I think she's kind of funny. no i just i hate I, I liked amy schumer i did too she's funny. i did like and you know who i liked even more than amy schumer was her friend rachel feinstein Oh yeah, who opened for her on one of her specials? She's really funny, and she's a good Instagram follower too. Um, but Elijah, I, I just so you talk about you know, um, I mean, I'm looking at the cover of Electric and like fucking fascinating piece of art. I right, mean, you've got pictures of all of them. You've got the band's name and the album's name in a really fucking righteous font. That font is awesome. That kind of looks like weapons that were made out of bones yeah. that you yeah. fucking needed to make Asperger's, to survive. Asperger's wearing that bearskin, like a bear head or something um, like that. 
so for a long time it's been uh a thing in music where you know like liz fair and cheryl crow come out and they're putting they're not doing that no they're putting their face their their hot bod they they know what sells that sells records and then then you get home and you're like oh your music's pretty good pretty good you know as opposed to how many artists did you listen to and worship and adore before you figured out what they look like? Never knew. And so, uh, and then you get somewhere along that trajectory for females doing that. You get women that are aware of that and going to go against it and say, no, I'm not, I, I want you to like my songwriting and my guitar playing. And I don't want you to buy this record because I have big tits. <laughs> um, and Eliza, is she's taking it back the other direction and saying, I could, yeah, I mean, I she's, she's a very good looking gal. Um, and she knows it and she talks about it in her show. Mm. Like she talks often about often might be much, but more than once. Yeah. About <laughs> being hot. And am, am I hot enough for this at this particular time and all this stuff. And she also, but, but really all she talks about is dating and, you know, and I will say that when the other parts of her comedy that's not about that is what I find humorous about okay. her. The dating stuff, I agree with you. See, it's I feel for, like it's formulaic, and I feel like dumb. that's all. I don't know what the other parts are, and I've watched like all of her specials. I'd have to go back because there's a, sp- a specific one where she doesn't okay talk okay exclusively um, about dating. So, and she, so like she as she's continued to put out specials and continued to grow her fan base and be more successful, uh, you, she's, there's more effort and energy being put into her hotness Mm -hmm. and her look. And, um, I mean, good for her. Like, you know, you want to do that, you do that. Um, but I mean, now she's like pigeonholed herself. I think, you know, to where, she does this, the hashtag thing and then the hashtag things on the screen. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, she has, uh, you know, a dude like, and, and so then that's how all dudes speak. Right, yeah. Uh, every boyfriend she's there is, or just some right. dumb dude that just is trying to fuck her. He's like, yeah, well, duh. We, yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, she's just a lot of attention to, fans showing up wearing like shirts with the hashtag and just, I, I don't know, man. I just, um, I, I, she, I've seen her on a podcast episode and she was a good interview. She's a very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just not for me, man. No, the formulaic stuff I don't, I don't get into. And I think that's where a lot of female comics feel like they have to go yeah. and talk about yeah. dating and how it sucks to be a woman. Yeah. And, um now there's um there's like a the stand-ups on Netflix and then there's another streaming service that has like a whole season of up and comers mm-hmm. and uh you know I'm like I personally have watched probably a dozen different female half hour segments and I'm like you got it you are there right. you're going to be huge and cuz you're funny and you're not afraid and you're not just 
pushing that Punching button. Yeah. One, yeah. Um, and so I don't know exactly how we went down that, but um, the, the point was that uh, there aren't as many women comics as there are men. Yeah. Uh, and, and anyway, and I don't know how to address that because. Oh, I know, I know, Jenny Lewis. Okay. Uh, it's like I've been seeking a female artist in the world of music or the world of stand-up or both for my whole life. Mm-hmm. And and she is it because she can write about um, real, she can capture real life moments. Mm-hmm. And I feel sincerely that a male listener and a female listener can equally identify. And it's not just, Oh girl that had her heart broken and, or, you know, such, such and such happened. And so you immediately, you know, you're cutting off 50%. Right. Um, I, she, and, and also she's, um, you know, like she gets, I feel like she gets the male psyche and can, sort of pivot and address it mm-hmm. and we're all like oh yes you know <laughs> and and she's so good at like little nuances and little sentiments and um i mean some of her lyrics are silly like she's got a song where she's talking about how fucking stupid the world is and <laughs> late in the song she just throws the words candy crush <laughs> at the end of a line <laughs> you know as in case you weren't Picking up on Pick, what, yeah. Remember the Candy Maybe, Crush? Yeah. Like how dumb this, this is. What this is? Uh, this is what. Yeah. This is why the aliens haven't come because they're looking. <laughs> they're like Jesus. Fucking candy holy crush. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. So, um. Again, the point uh, is that uh, if I'm obsessing about somebody or um preparing for an episode mm-hmm. and then i'm like uh directly like all right i'm listening to this but all the rest of the time in the kitchen cooking driving around shuffle right um and if i happen to come across a song or an artist that i like then just, just fucking add it to my library yep. and uh, <clears throat> remain hopeful that you know it's gonna make its way back into the, and, I, and, I'm, and it's going to get me again and be like, who right. the fuck? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I look, these guys, that's, that's why. I, I, Cause you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So how do you consume music today? Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Pay for it. Yes. Okay. Happily. Yeah. Okay. For the most part. And, um, I've, I've pissed away $10 a month on dumber things. Yeah. Um, so are you, are you going to playlists? Are you creating playlists? Are you going to a station that they may? What are you doing? Actually, Spotify, because I have certain things that I'll go and pick, but the version of Spotify that I have will make mixes for me. Okay. Based on stuff that they, you know, yeah. and they'll go, you might also yeah. like, and yeah. then they'll make a whole mix list yeah. of that. Um, one fascinating one of the many, many fascinating things about um, fish shows is that the house music mm-hmm. that's before first set and then 
comes back on for after. intermission oh, okay. and then and then, and then at after. the end is always just fucking amazing like there have been so many times where i've been there like fuck i wish that i had a way to know like i guess shazam shazam i could it? but i've never it's never occurred to me and would it even be able to hear amongst all where you are yeah and and um every once in a while i'll be at a show and be like <laughs> I have this record and Fish is playing, you know, it's never their stuff. No. It's always other artists. So I'm in this Facebook group the other day. I mean, the other day, like a year ago. And somebody was like, I need to, you know, everyone, I need, I need some new music. And, and somebody posted this playlist from Spotify. Mm -hmm. It's all of the pre-show, set break, and post-show from 2009 that's insane to current <laughs> it's got like that's a spotify playlist it's a spotify playlist and it's got i'm gonna have to find that <laughs> let's see here uh 525 hours and 20 minutes um and i mean one, That's incredible. One time, um, let's see here. I'll just send it to you right now so okay. I don't forget. Um, when I first discovered it, uh, I wanted to just scroll all the way through mm -hmm. alphabetically mm -hmm. the lists of albums because uh, that's what it's, it's, in, it's entire albums. Um, and I mean... I'm telling you, 15 plus minutes. Like, my wrists started getting sore. My eyes were, I was tired of looking at the screen. Right. Because right. there's, there's so much fucking music on it. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, the gal that put it together, I, I later discovered, is their, the band's creative manager. Oh. Um, which was not a, an occupation, I don't think, when we were kids. Like, I'm going to do that when I grow up. Yeah, not the manager that that's a is handling. Yeah, no, that's a new bookings yeah. and um. But man. I her name's on there, so I found her on Twitter and I messaged her like three times, being like, "I want you in the chair." And just, I mean, right? I, I see her like, you know, she, I'll see her tweet and be like, "You didn't see my DM? Like, what the <laughs> like my guy uh, for episode eight? He 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 brought. Uh, have you ever watched Two Hundred Motels? Uh. -uh. Holy shit, dude. It's a, a movie that Zappa made. Oh. And Ringo plays him. Uh and it's fucking out there. Uh I mean there's a se there's a segment where, you know, kind of like how the South Park characters <laughs> don't really like have feet and walk. Right. They just kind of hover. Right. There's dudes hovering around going churches and liquor stores and it's you think about it it's like we we do have a lot of those in this country well, like, yeah um but it's super super weird okay um and then there's another one another movie and and they're you can't find them like they just you know like whenever you hear of uh like like louis show right uh did you watch that his show that used to be on fx oh yeah yeah have you tried to look for it yeah it's gone it does not like it has been scrubbed yeah um, and, and I think the, back to the stupid fucking Zappa family trust, God bless you. But those movies, you can't find them. One, uh, he hired 
the London Philharmonic Symphony mm-hmm. or orchestra or whatever mm-hmm. to do music for this. And they, he made him sign a contract. And then he took all the music and put the movie out. And there's like, you know, there's abortion shit and all kinds of just crazy stuff in there. And they were like, uh, we're suing the ever living shit out of you because you did not. And he won because he'd he, had him, right? I mean, of course, he won. Um, but uh, it's, I mean, it, it's really, really fucking bizarre. I lost my train of thought again. Um, 200 motels, uh, just the fact, uh, the fact that it was scrubbed, anyway. Um, that playlist uh it's it's funny because i'll like dm her on twitter and i'll see that she's tweeting and not oh oh that's what it (laughs) so he's trying to get this other this zappa movie uh out there and so he's like so i reached out to dweezil on facebook and i was like you did what (laughs) and i was like what were you like hey man it's me yeah for me do it right like the same deal <laughs> the stranger can you fly to kansas city and come sit in my basement for two hours while i talk to you about this thing that has your name on it on spotify oh yeah i'll be there sunday yeah. Is that what... <laughs> but i mean this i i've i i was keeping track mm-hmm. um because i'm telling you it's it's all that plays uh, uh and i don't pay so I hear a lot of ads sure. and most of the ads are Spotify trying to get me to pay. Right. Saying like we cultivate playlists for you based on what you like. And I'm like, whatever, just keep playing your commercials. Cause I already pay for Apple music and oh, I'm okay. happy with it there. But there are so many times where I'm like doing whatever in the kitchen. And I'm like, who the fuck is this <laughs> in the most, you know, when you, hear a piece a brand new piece of music to you and it's Absolutely. amazing yeah yeah you're like i'm all about this and so i've I, at one point i had added I, I stopped counting in the 70s 70 albums mm-hmm. that it, just to my collection that now will cycle be, through yeah on the shuffle um and i mean it, it very well could be at 100 by now but i mean there's fucking not a bad song on there that and i'm telling you i've never made it to the end uh i've had to start over if the wi-fi cuts out or right. if i actively choose to listen to something else uh but i i don't know that i'll ever make it to the end of it and it's like yeah that that, that literally is what i've been wanting my most of my adult music loving life is to have this just endless bag of incredible music that I had to put zero effort into right. obtaining. And now it just gets injected. And so it's always playing that's, in that's my kitchen. Incredible. It is so that that playlist is incredible. And I want to have her on so I can just fucking be like, we're not worthy. You know, <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. Um, it's really just, you know, I don't, I don't even think about listening to music anymore. Like, Unless I got something specific, it's just that playing, right. you know. And still, there's there's t- times this week where I've been like, "Who the fuck?" All right, adding that. Yeah. Uh, there's been many times where I'm like, "Who is this?" And I look, and it's somebody I already did that for. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I already, I already <laughs> did this." Just have another beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what do we, what do we what do we miss? What are we forgetting? Fuck, I don't know. We've hit music, hockey. Mm-hmm. 
So Emma is freshly graduated. She's working. She is working. Uh, She did get a bit of bad news uh, because she had interviewed with the Japanese education. It's J-E-T, and I can't remember exactly what it was. But had she been accepted, she would have moved to Japan and been teaching uh, Japanese kids how to speak English. Whoa. She speaks flawless Japanese. What? Uh, Yeah. She threw her heart and soul into the Japanese program at KU. Because? It's, she's always been fascinated by Asian culture. Which, okay. Which started by, by me, because I sat her down and had her watch uh, Akira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. Okay. Because uh, I've always been kind of fascinated by, sam- you know, I've read a couple of books about, you know, feudal, feudal Japan and yeah. samurais and stuff like that. Um, so it came from that. And uh, she speaks flawless Japanese. Wow. It's just, it's amazing. But they they turned her down for it, so she is actually going to have to get a real job, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's a section on the shelf that is like, I mean, half of the shelf is books by one dude. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you read on the road jack kerouac oh yes yeah yeah. yeah. do you remember it i mean it's been a hundred years okay um that was like um you know talked about narcissism earlier and like feeling it you know and be like oh like that's why i try to dress casual (laughs) (laughs) um exactly that was one that was probably the first well, maybe Catcher in the Rye was, but On the Road was one of those. It's like, I don't know how everybody's going to react when I tell them that this book was written for me, yeah, yeah. but I hope it's with positivity and yeah. open arms. Yeah. And then I've learned that like most dudes that have read that book oh. also, and they're like, what do you mean for you? It was, yeah, yeah. Um, love it. It's, you know, the open road and a road trip and just partying and you know kind of sort of free love um but kerouac's book the dharma bums is now i've heard of that one way better in okay. my opinion and uh he he goes you know the main dude goes off with a different dude uh only this time it's like it's been forever since i read read it but it's more like uh we're Tibetan monk mm-hmm. nature. Um, you know, it's not cars and cigarettes right. and girls. It's right. your inner and, and there's meditation and shit in it. And they do, there's, they, they play a game called yab yum where you just have a girl, you know, sit on your lap facing you. And I'm pretty sure everybody's naked. And so there's probably some <laughs> other stuff happening. Uh, I'm like, oh, I want to play that game. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's, your your it's your crew so you know it's either like relationships are sprouting or like there's just like perpetual awkwardness because you're like well, last night you were well, yeah my not no that huh. did we play yab yum last night so the guy that's the, <laughs> the guy that the, the other guy is is a character based on gary snyder oh okay. and he's a poet 
you know, so very much part of that, like California sixties beatnik crew, but he's, I mean, he went the direction of Eastern thought mm-hmm. and he's done, he's been to Japan. I, I feel like he lived there for a good chunk. He taught there. I mean, point being, uh, there's lots of pictures of the country and, um, sort of passages where you, you're kind of just, you know, like right into the Japanese culture. And right. it's almost like you can feel it and smell it and taste it. And it it's like calling. It makes you like, it feels like Japan is like, come, right. come see for yourself. Yeah. So I've always had a very like fantastical, you know, I hate to say bucket list because I would yeah. much, I don't want to just go like, there and then come i would love to just go and like yeah hang out for three months yeah and and you know yeah so. emma's, emma's been there a couple of times okay you know? she loves she absolutely loves it i mean we had we were already planning my visit i was just gonna there. say yeah. did you visit yeah no if if, we, if she had moved there okay we were already planning my trip over okay yeah. so um how often are you seeing her these days uh, we text mainly because right. she's like, I, I mean, I'm assuming she'll get unbusy now that she's out of school. Right. And just. Didn't you tell me not too terribly long ago that you guys would try to carve out like a Saturday? Yeah. Is that still? We, yeah, we okay, still cool. we still do that. And uh, her mom is where? Uh, she, they live in uh, Lawrence now. They had been living in, in Eudora, but they've all moved to Lawrence is she remarried? Oh yeah, yeah. And then long time. But ago. Emma doesn't live with them, does she? I think she she is right now. She rents out the basement okay. of the house okay. that they live in. Her and her boyfriend. Um. Oh, she has a boyfriend. Yeah. Is he cool? Oh yeah. He's nice. great. He's a great kid. Oh, I say kid. He's like thirty something. Okay. Uh. But he's Japanese. Kozo is. Oh really? Yeah. Ko- oh cool. Kozo is his name. They okay. are so cute together. Nice. Because he talks to her in English and she answers him in Japanese. Wow. So, so fucking cute. That's like fucking postcard shit. Yeah. Um. So do you have any reason to engage with her mom at all? Or no. So no. You, there's nothing. No. Con- oh, no, not really. I mean, she she will text me from time to time if she sees something cool. That's about cool. hockey. Nice, because uh, she was a she was a skater. I met her at King Louis. Neil Diamond, right? You like? <laughs> no, not yeah. even close. She texted me something about Yarmir Yager. Okay. a couple weeks ago. Nice. Uh, yeah. So there's a it's a friendly. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, not that I was oblivious before, but now that I've you know got boots on the ground in Camp Divorce, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of situations out there where it is fucking not pretty. Oh no. And I'm like, what? Out of all the situations where it could have been, we were never married. Right. But right. out of the divorce type situations yeah. where there's a child involved, mine worked out about as well. I stuck the landing pretty much. It worked out as well as it could have. I just, man, you know, we were talking before outside about full plate and making room for a slice. Right. And right. like, you can't, if I open up, yeah. don't be. And then there are people that just have, you know, that's part of their life. Like every day no. is just a uh, fucking, you know, somebody's going to plant the flag and claim this victory and yeah. there's going to be casualties. And then tomorrow we're doing it again. And I'm like, 
Are you out of your fucking mind? No. Why would you do how? that to yourself? How? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, how would you do that to yourself? Uh, I Yeah, I have no <sighs> want or desire for a girlfriend or wife. I just, I just, nothing good comes yeah, out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, man, this has been a blast. Uh, uh, absolutely. And again, yeah. I know I've said it, but um, first of all, a gift of time is huge. And uh, I mean, it, I, I was like, I, I should have, when I woke up at nine and was immediately dealing with diarrhea Oop. from the, yeah, <laughs> I should have hit you up then, but I was like terrified to like, shift because i'm i'm so you know and here's the thing um when people are like yeah okay tuesday the 26th and then a couple day hey we still nah or or day of you know yeah i just yeah i know if i if like when you gave them the option to do a saturday i'm like i have i do absolutely nothing right saturdays when i'm not working well so the thing is is that uh and i'm not there yet it's a it's a skill that i'm just now fostering from a seedling but uh you want i want to get a bank of episodes like recorded and edited Mm -hmm. uh because i want to put out an episode a week um and right now i have nothing so if somebody cancels uh i don't have an episode to drop Mm -hmm. so like i'll i'll drop yours thursday i'm dropping them on thursdays i'll drop yours next thursday but i'm also hopefully this is a potential bail recording on tuesday Mm -hmm. and you know i'd like to get to a point where if something's going on in my life for the week and i can't Mm -hmm. record or produce you know put have 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 enough yeah Yeah. or if somebody bails i'm not fucked you know um so to uh when you know, somebody, you know, you're in that sort of courtship, like, and then, okay, album. And now we're talking dates and there's some investment and some commitment. Um, it's this like overwhelming feeling of gratitude because the, you can never get time back. Right. And so for somebody to say, yeah, I'll carve it out and I'll give it to you. And that, They've given it to me, and, and then, like, last second, I'm like, can we move back an hour? <laughs> I was terrified. And finally, I was like, just fucking text him. Like, yeah. you know, and you're like, sure. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Why do I, you know. <laughs> Put yourself through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I ditched a bachelor party so I could come do this because I was that what? stoked about it. Yeah. Wait, what? That's going on right now? Yeah. I mean, you could probably still get to it, couldn't I you? I mean, yeah, but I just I didn't know how long we were gonna do right. whatever we're right. doing. So I was just like I was like, I'll probably be a game time decision, but no. I didn't I wasn't real committal. Okay. Where <laughs> is it going down and who's it for? Oh, it's down uh for one of my buddies that I used to work with at Tipsy's. Okay. And they're I think they're doing something closer to downtown. I I can't I can't remember what the right. text thread was. It doesn't involve your couch and a cocktail in your hand. Yeah, it is just a guy. I I actually almost thought about like, hey, we can do that, but at my place. Right, right, yeah. The drinks are way cheaper. Yeah, way cheaper. and No gratuity. And and I can get naked anytime I want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not here looking to... Your your comfort doesn't matter to me. What this guy wants. Boxers and a cocktail glass, that's it. 
All right, man. Uh, like I said, if, if all goes well, I'll have it Thursday okay. and I'll shoot it your way. And uh, absolutely, feel free to do with it whatever you this, want. This uh, was a straight up blast. Cool, I, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Talk to you. Ah.